Welcome to the Tome, a D&D news, reviews, and interview show, and I'm your Tome editor, Sam Dillon. And today we are bringing you Season 2 of the World Tree Burns podcast, the official actual play 5th edition D&D podcast that takes place in the Cobalt Press setting Midgard. We hope you enjoy this season, and without further ado, let's see what Dan Dillon has in store for his players. Look, mate, three generations ago, my ancestors forged the Great Blade Skull Splitter. With it, they won the Goblin Wars, the Hobgoblin Wars, the Orc Wars, the Demon Wars, the Elf Wars, and the Gelatinous Cube Wars. And that one doesn't even make sense, because they don't have skulls. Now, all these years later, the legend of the Great Skull Splitter grows. Offering dice to help you create your own legends, Skull Splitter Dice makes the highest quality dice beautiful dice of both plastic and metal. Want to roll bones that look like bones? Or just something with enough heft to split the skulls of your enemies? Skull Splitter Dice has that and more. Check them out now at SkullSplitterDice.com slash Tomeshow and use the coupon code Tomeshow with all little letters and get 15% off. Now get out there, split some skulls, and build some legends. Hello everybody and welcome back to Encounter Roleplay. I have frozen on the screen and my name is Will, I'm a D&D sex icon. <laughs> and they're reinstalling internet in my... Uh... Uh, thingy today, whatever it is I live in. Uh, the uh, cardboard box in which I exist. Uh, no, but we're back today for another episode of the World Tree Burn, so let's go around the cast and crew, remind ourselves of who we are, and of course, who we're playing. Let's start with Dan Dillon, our dungeon master for tonight. Dan, how's it going? It's going really well. You're tired. Uh, my brain is, is running on empty because of a convention this weekend, which was amazing, but I'm still happy, and this is going to be great. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm Dan Dillon. I'll be your dungeon master for this, uh, this romp through Midgard, and I'm excited to jump back into it. Fantastic stuff. And, of course, we have Tall School back of us tonight. School, how's it going, my friend? Pretty good. Don't know how I've been here so long, but apparently I've been here for a little while. Uh, Holy moly, it's a while. <laughs> You know, they always call me the old man of Encounter Roleplay. It's just, it's it's for real now. <laughs> but uh, I am, uh, I'm here playing glasses. Well, where are my glasses? I like the old man. I cannot find my glasses. Has anyone seen my glasses? I am glasses. I am a broken <laughs> and I am a geomancer. And uh, I've lost my glasses. <laughs> They're on the bottom shelf because that's where I put them. <laughs> this is why I put things up high. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear, great stuff. Uh, awesome, of course, we have Scarlet Mock back of us today. Scarlet, how's it going? Hello, I'm very well. Uh, I'm Scarlet Moth. You may know me as an internet shitposter, also sometimes an artist and cosplayer, and D&D person. Hi, I'm playing uh, Rowan, the Ravenfolk cleric, who likes to be weird. <laughs> she, she carries Good. bones and eats raw meat, so... It's a whole thing. It's it's just a whole whole thing. Uh, amazing. <laughs> well, speaking of weird, we've got McCloakin with us. Hey, got him. <laughs> McCloakin, how's it going? <laughs> Dumped on. You said gnome, the lovable cloak ranger, which is the best. <laughs> <laughs> Works for me. Yeah. Uh, well, of course, we have oh, Sibley Jackson back of us tonight. Sibley, how's it going? 
Hi, I'm Simply Jackson. I'm a variety broadcaster on Twitch. I am playing Tilly Ashbrecker, our um, dwarf fighter, um, who is kind of just rolling with the way that Rowan wants to go. I, I also had a t-shirt growing up, but it said, I really love the Backstreet Boys, which is my life motto. So that's that what we have in common, McLogan. Mm. <laughs> just kidding, anyways. I'm glad to be here. I have a sinus infection, so if I'm... A little bit coffee and wheezy. I'm sorry to the recording that's going on. <laughs> Just letting you know ahead of time. We will see <laughs> if we can find it within our hearts to forgive you. Um, Thank you. But we make no promises. Uh, no, uh, of course, I will be back today as Riodan, the Dampier Cleric. <laughs> uh, Riodan is a uh, is a drug addict. He's, he's going through some shit right now. Uh, and luckily for him, it's not like the fate of the universe hinges upon his, uh, sobriety. So, uh, yeah, not worried about it. Not going to worry about it. Everything will be uh, fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. It's all good. Uh, welcome to the We're Just Having Fun crew. Uh, well, of course, before we get into today's <laughs> game, I'll remind you guys of a couple of things. The first of which is we're sponsored here today by Kobold Press. Go ahead and check those guys out over on koboldpress.com. We're playing in the world of Midgard. I encourage you guys to check out their own uh, books in print PDF over on their site. It's some good shit, my friends. You're going to want it after you watch this show. Uh, and of course, if you didn't know, we're sponsored today by FancyGrounds.com, our virtual tabletop of choice. Go check those guys out. Wheelandgames.co.uk for board games, war games, minis, and more. And TabletopLoot.com for all of your dice needs at the end of tonight's show. They'll give away a set of dice to you guys. Here is the tweet. 20 retweets you guys get to decide something which happens next in our campaign. Uh, the last game that we just did here on the channel, there was some kind of goat ritual that you guys decided upon. And of course, you can donate to a further game as well by giving players that ones, that twenties, wild magic surges, and worse. But I will hand over to our esteemed Dungeon Master, Dan Dillon, to remind us what happened last week on the show and to take us into tonight's episode of The World Tree Burns. All right. Buckle up, everyone. I have a feeling this is going to be an interesting episode. <laughs> All right. Where were we last time? I believe we last left with our newest uh, our newest heroes arriving for the first time in Zobek. Tilly and Rowan made their way from the northern reaches of the Wolfmark, a peninsula far to the north beyond the Blood Kingdom. And they arrived at the docks of Zobek. They had a brief run-in with some strange gnomes known as the Blue Barbers of Wharf Street, who had heard of Riodan and gave them some idea of how they could find him. Uh, they had an interlude at the Arcane Collegium with Glaz and uh, Cloak, which was interesting and disjointed. Uh, and from there, they went searching for uh, just a little bit of this and that, some information and uh, anyone who might be able to help them with all of these mysteries that are piling up since Riodan had been conspicuously unavailable and they hadn't been able to track him down. He was probably passed out in a gutter somewhere. Uh, they... Uh, following up on a lead that Glass received from a fellow student at the Collegium, they went to a curiosity shop called the Black Lotus and met a uh, an enigmatic and just obsequiously helpful individual known only as the Painted Man, who gave them some information on those strange sheets of brass 
covered in arcane secrets and void magic that they recovered from Castle Shadowcrag. Uh, and they learned that those are two out of many pages from a magical uh, codex called the Nullifier's Lexicon, which apparently contains a great deal of knowledge of void magic, and if one is willing to risk attuning to the item, uh, immense power. And unless I miss my guess, that's right about where we left off. Uh, so we'll pick up. Well, you guys were on your way to the Silk Scabbard, uh, if that is correct. You guys, that, that right, guys? Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Right. So, uh, so you guys were in uh, sort of the lower reaches of Zobek uh, in the Ash Mill or Lower Zobek region. So it's not actually all that far from where the Silk Scabbard lies. You get yourselves onto one of the main uh, heavily cobbled thoroughfares, uh, very heavily trafficked as well. Uh, I'd say that you guys at this point are probably reaching into mid-afternoon, and you're making your way across the city, and uh, you can hear commerce uh, sort of echoing to you from the wide avenues and echoing down the alleyways from the marketplaces to your uh, west, And as you travel along, you can see, those of you who are familiar with it, see the two-story building that is the Silk Scabbard. Um, Tilly and Rowan, you seem to be being led, I think, by Cloak, perhaps Cloak and Glaz, toward this uh, very nondescript timber and uh, plaster exterior building. Uh, Two stories. It looks like it has windows, but there are heavy shutters or thick curtains on the inside of the window panes. And uh, there's just one plain-looking door uh, facing across the street, looking at this very tight cluster of packed buildings uh, to the right side of the street. It looks almost like um, it looks almost like a different town sort of grew at the edge of the city of Zobek, or perhaps, perhaps Zobek grew around it. It's hard to say. Uh, there is actually a gate sectioning off this little sec, this little bit of the city. And it looks like from here that the buildings actually, their eaves touch over their narrow streets. So it must be sort of dark and shadowy and maybe a little gloomy in there. It's very strange looking, but, uh, Glaz and, uh, Cloak pay it no mind. And they bring you across the plaza toward this nondescript building. I feel like from what I've heard about this innkeeper, she's probably got something good on the grill or in the oven. And I imagine Tilly can smell it as we get close. Different spot. You're thinking of our house. Oh, yeah, that's right. Are, I forgot the names. Are, I got, I'm sorry. Yeah. Fog brain. You are okay. unfortunately thinking of uh, Glass and Cloak's landlady. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. No, that's uh, in fact, so as you approach... You can smell a sorry, different type of name. my notes. <laughs> smell something different. We'll go with that. <laughs> so uh, as you guys approach, you can hear what sounds like some music uh, sort of very faintly issuing through the wooden door and um, just kind of this murmuring din of voices, if you can imagine what a semi-crowded bar sounds like through a door or two. Uh, you guys open up the, the main door to the street and step into what is essentially a very small foyer or entryway. It's a little crowded with all of you pushed in there. Uh, You see another door across the way. This one appears to be made of iron. Uh, And to your left, there is a window that is like a small window that is shuttered or closed. Uh, You're not sure what's going on there. It looks it looks maybe like a ticketing window at a theater. So perhaps they use it when there are uh, there are 
sort of large events taking place. Uh, Glaz leads the way up to the iron door, bangs on it twice, and a little viewport slides open, and uh, you can see some sort of roomy blue eyes glance around. Uh, they seem to uh, narrow just with a little bit of recognition at Glaz. The man behind the door nods, closes the viewport, and a second later you can hear a clanking and ratcheting of clockwork mechanisms, and the door slides open. Shunk! The, uh, the sounds of the bar just sort of roll into the foyer as the door opens and Glass and Cloak lead the way inside. There is a beefy individual uh, seated on a worn but somehow still comfortable-looking stool next to the door itself. Uh, his biceps have biceps. His hair is uh, sort of uh, close-cropped on the sides and then pulled into a short ponytail at sort of the, the top and back. He's got scars on his face and sort of bronzed skin, and he, he nods knowingly to the, the two who lead you inside. And he gives you two sort of a speculative look, but you're with Glass and Cloak, so he doesn't challenge your presence. If he looks too closely at Rowan, she sort of snaps her beak at him. So you snap your beak at him, and he doesn't flinch, uh, but rather he actually leans a fraction of an inch forward, and you see his hand reach back toward his hip, and he sort of shoots a questioning look to, to uh, Glass. Drajan. I assume this is Drajan. Uh, or is this Tyron? It's the bouncer, whose name is Otsen. Otsen, sorry. That's okay. So yeah, you uh, you you get his attention, and he kind of looks at you, and you. Veil with us um, uh, is a uh, Kaija around, the madam. He uh, he sort of relaxes, settles back, and kind of waves you all in. He says, "Yeah, yeah, Kaija's around. You want?" Uh, he sort of uh, takes a look over his shoulder and uh, kind of catches the attention of one of the uh, one of the workers in the bar. Pulls uh, pulls her over and uh, and speaks quietly to her for a second. So the uh, the girl he pulls over is a um, sort of a, probably in her uh, early twenties, elf marked female with this sort of dirty blonde hair that is uh, it's got a messy look, but it's the kind of messy look that probably took a couple hours to manage. And uh, she's wearing a, a simple dress that. Uh, it seems like you might see in any sort of tavern or bar along the way, except it seems cut just low enough to catch attention and hang onto it for a few seconds before eyes manage to wander off elsewhere. And she uh, she nods to the bouncer, smiles to, to Glaz with a sort of um, almost uh, sympathetic looking, maybe pitying sort of smile, like maybe she knows something that's up. She nods and heads into the back, ba uh, past the bar. So uh, Atsen looks back to you and says, well, she's, uh, she's going to look around for Kaja. Why don't you go ahead and make yourself comfortable? Yes. Uh, come, come in. Uh, we, will, we will show you around. Um, I uh, look around at me. Is there one of, the, uh, one of the booths available or we can go up towards the bar? Uh, just probably uh, I've got so my things. Tyron on the is at ground? the bar. Sorry, say again. Tyron's at the bar. Is that, like? is that right? It's the bartender uh, and Drajan is somebody. Uh, Dra Drajan is the bartender. Tyron is the okay. owner. 
Gotcha. Okay. I had it. Uh, so you can see you can see Drajan the bartender is there. He's got his uh, his head meticulously shaved, and he's very neat looking. He's wearing a sleeveless vest to display these uh, just long sleeves of tattoos on his arms, and he's got a waxed mustache into a like a little curled handlebar, and he's looks like he's slinging drinks to the patrons. There's not really anything particular going on right now. It just seems like kind of a busy afternoon at the Scabbard. There's a lot of people laughing and drinking. You can see several of the tables down here have card games. Uh, going on and uh, sizable piles of uh, golden griffins have already begun to, to gather in the center of the table. Uh, so it looks like most of the table space down here is taken, but uh, kind of Drajan sort of catches your eye from across the bar, gives you a, like a chin nod, and then points up. I, I wave. Uh, thank you. Um, yes, we are. Uh, yeah, we'll head upstairs. So he just sort of nods and goes back to his uh, back to his business. You guys head up the stairs. Uh, for the newcomers to the Silk Scabbard, it's a pretty sizable building, and you can see that the first floor uh, is dominated by a couple of large round tables where it looks like those card games are happening. A row of uh, sort of sunken, recessed private booths, private-ish, like you can kind of hunker back into them and get away from the din. Uh, most of those seem to be full at the moment, and at the far side of the room from the door and the stairs leading up, there are two uh, recessed sand pits that are probably used for uh, pit fights of some kind. Uh, they don't seem to be in use at the moment, but there's just a, a fair amount of people uh, drinking, playing cards, meeting with friends. When you head upstairs... Uh, the upstairs is a much more wide open space with a balcony rail that overlooks the first floor. And there are just a bunch of tables up here, plus a stage. You can see that there are some, uh, some musicians on the stage entertaining at the moment. Um, and there's a secondary bar as well as several doors that look like they go to private rooms. Uh, so there are plenty of seats up here. You can claim one of the tables for your, for your company and, uh, settle in. As you do, one of the servers comes over and uh, offers to get you some drinks, maybe a little food if you want. I ate two ales, just for me. <laughs> Sorry, I got distracted by the band, it's good. Yeah. Two ales for you, I like the sound of that. The, uh, the man sort of flashes a grin at you. Whatever meat you have. Whatever meat we have. Um, I'll see what I can do. Roar is All right. fine. All right then. Glass, cloak, anything for either of you? Uh, mead, please, my my usual, thank you. Uh, Glass, the usual, uh, sorry, clo uh, cloak, the usual, double? No, no, water. That's what I meant. And he turns and heads toward the bar. <laughs> All right, so after, oh yeah, sorry. Tilly elbows into cloak. Don't worry, you can have some of my ale to us, bitch, the little spare. No, I don't drink. I don't you drink. Don't drink. Okay. But you can Don't trust him anyway. <laughs> All right. So uh, you get your drinks. Um, there's a little bit of food served here. It's really not known for its food, but uh, they do, in fact, have uh, a, a, a sort of cut of beef, maybe a, a, a slight a, kind of a thinly cut steak that he'll bring on a plate for, uh, for Rowan and sets it in front of her and says, there you are, as rare as I could manage it. She just brings the round of drinks to you. She's just trying to tuck in with her with her fingernails and just just like kind of tears and yes. snaps her beak on and yep, good, very good. So the rest of you, uh, maybe not having seen Ravenfolk eat, this might be a little off-putting. Although I imagine some of you 
it takes it takes uh, sterner stuff to uh, to turn your stomach. Question: Do raven folk actually have teeth? They do not. They have beaks. But I mean, geese have teeth, and they also have beaks. Uh, fair, fair. Uh, do corvids have teeth? I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, I think it's just like the beak is sharp on the sort of like right. has a. Like I a think it's weird, yeah. Their beaks are more thing. made for stabbing and tearing. Without oh. without even looking at Rowan, but knowing the mess, Tilly just kind of slides her napkin over across the table to her. <laughs> nice. Uh, so you all settle in, uh, cloak, cloak. You've got your your water, and you wanna you wanna hit that one a little slowly. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, Puff Puff is just sort of like curled up underneath your feet, although you can see that every few seconds she kind of edges closer under the table, like belly crawling toward Rowan's chair. Rowan notices this and is sliding a little bit of beef under the table. Uh, every, like, when it, as soon as it crosses the plane of the table itself, you can just hear, and you get a little lap of a, of a sort of wet, soft dog tongue as she snaps up the offering happily. Uh, Cloak, you can feel her tail just sort of thumping against your ankles as it wags. I am not going to say anything at the moment, but... Sure. After a little while, uh, there is a graceful woman... Uh, ascending the steps she's human uh, she's in her middle age she has long dark hair despite uh, despite her advancing years it hasn't touched these midnight tresses that flow in sort of loose curls down around her shoulders and she is wearing a dress that suggests that she has quite a bit of money but doesn't need to flaunt it so it's quality without being ostentatious and still very tasteful. And she sort of glides across the floor and she has this sort of drawn look to her expression, like maybe she hasn't been sleeping terribly well, but she is sort of giving a, a genuine smile toward the table as she approaches. And she uh, lays one hand on Cloak's shoulder. She says, Cloak, Glaz, I'm so happy to see you both. I understand oh, you, uh, you wanted a word. And she sort of looks questioningly at Tilly and Rowan, and then kind of at the uh, at the other two that she knows. Um, these are our new friends. Uh, this is Tilly and uh, Rowan. They are from far to the north, all the way up on the uh, the Wolf Wolfmark Wolfmark. Uh, is that right? The Wolfmark. Hey, Wolfmark. Wolf mm-hmm. Yeah, Wolfmark uh, Peninsula. And she, uh, so she gives them both. She gives you both kind of a speculative look, and her smile brightens a little bit. And she says, "Well, I'm very pleased to meet you both. And if I don't miss my guess, you're from farther north than even the Wolfmark, no?" Aye, uh, that is very true. Further well, north welcome than to Zobek. Uh, further north than you may ever have known, but this is much farther south than I've ever been. Have you ever heard of Skogotholm? Tilly asks. Skogotholm? Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, most certainly, yes. Uh, that's what the, uh, well, your people, I would imagine, the the, um, the town, or I suppose it's more of a fortress, that you've established there. Aye, that's, that's where we're from, rolling a little, a little outside of that further. Right, very good, very good. Uh, did you, well, you've come quite a long way south then. Did you have any difficulty getting through uh, the, the Blood Kingdom? Uh, well... We had to participate in a few fights here and there, but nothing too bad. Um, we did come across a, a little trouble, but 
we made it down here safely, which was the important thing. We have a great, great task ahead of us. So, well, good. I'm, I'm very glad that you, uh, you made it safely. That's, that's a dangerous place these days. So, uh, what, what is it I can do for you, Glass? Well, <laughs> uh, well, they are here. They are here for real, Don. They have had a vision. Uh, so as soon as, as as soon as Glass says that name, it's sort of uh, her, she winces just slightly, as if it stings, and she takes a, a slow breath and, and heaves a little sigh, and she says, well, "Aren't we all?" Um, Last I knew, I think he's here, and she sort of turns and looks rather pointedly at one of the private rooms uh, off to the side there, and uh, she says, you're welcome to try and rouse him. Uh, if you can, I'd be most appreciative. I, I really need to talk to him. Sounds like you need a bit of expert help. Cloak is already out from under the table, walking towards the private room she looked at. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no problem. So, uh, Riodan, a creature of habit as he is, looks like he's been apparently staying in his same old room that he gets every time. Uh, so, you head up to the door, and uh, Cloak, you can smell this, um, this aroma as you get close. It's almost incense-like. Uh, it's this kind of thick, spicy, earthy smell that seems to be emanating from the room itself. Okay. Um, can I roll uh, medicine by chance to see if I recognize it? Uh, sure. Um, let's make a... How about an intelligence medicine or intelligence investigation would work? Uh, what's my medicine at? Let's... Uh, let's just do investigation because that's they're both plus zero if we're using intelligence. Oh. So, oh, okay. Woo! Straight up, how smart am I? Average. <laughs> <laughs> how you do? I I got a ten. Uh, it didn't click over on. Oh, that's uh, okay. Fantasy grounds, yeah. That's fine. Uh, a ten. Um, it smells familiar. It definitely smells familiar. You can't quite place it. Maybe, uh, maybe it's an incense or a, you know a, something that you've caught on him before sometime. But yeah, you, you head up to the door. It's closed. Uh, I'm going to slyly see if it's open. Uh, Riodan, is your door open? I don't think he just like managed to lock it. So probably yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. You uh, you twist the handle, and perhaps somewhat to your surprise, it clicks open. Oh, he's really let himself go. No paranoia, no nothing. Okay, so... Let's throw it. And he just opens the door. So you open the door. Roman's going to slide down the rest of her, her mate into her mouth and is going to then sort of shuffle her way over. Alright, so you snap down the last of your meat and uh, Puff Puff, whose head was kind of picked up and, and craning towards you and sort of s just settles her chin down onto her paws and defeat. I, gi uh, I give one, I give one more way piece over to her. There. Oh, all right. She snaps it up gratefully. Um, so at the room, uh, it is a state. 
the bedclothes are just sort of tossed and and rumpled and half flopped off the bed. Uh, the candle on the nightstand looks like it's been knocked over and actually scorched uh, the corner of the the wooden nightstand. Um, there's wax just sort of poured and spattered all over it. There are empty wine and liquor bottles. Uh, probably a few of them have been smashed. Uh, you see some articles of clothing, most of which are probably Riodan's, but do you really want to take an inventory right now? And you see Riodan himself laying on the floor with his face in what appears to be just sort of a slowly drying pool of some kind of sticky liquor uh and like hit one leg is up on the bed uh okay oh and there is a pipe there is a pipe resting on the nightstand uh that has uh an empty wax paper packet next to it do i recognize that packet oh yes yes you recognize it immediately oh shit and what's this pee bucket doing here? Oh, God damn it. <laughs> there, is, there is a chamber pot, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Next to the bed. Uh, he walks up and he, like, uh, smells the pipe a little bit. Um, uh, just that is most certainly like, the, the source of the smell. Oh, great. Hey, Junkie. Oh, yeah, this is your... This is your last and shining hope that you guys were talking about. Uh, passed out maybe in his own vomit. I don't know yet. Well, um, till he chugs the rest of our other ale. <laughs> oh, <great. laughs> Here we go. He's often, he's really not always this bad. Just, okay, he's been this way for quite some time. He was better before. And I believe we're a shite creek without a paddle. Uh... I have the glass of water that I had uh, earlier, uh, and uh, I I flip Reardon over, and I'm just sitting on top of him and dumping it slowly on his forehead. Uh, <laughs> All right, so yeah, Reardon, you were you were having strange dreams that were being invaded by familiar voices and weird shit was happening, and, uh, and now you're sort of close. snapping to consciousness. Rowan's snapping to consciousness Rowan's as cold putting her water face pours all over your face. Right in front of his. Oh, Jesus. Ah. Right. <laughs> ah. So your you vision blurrily, blurrily resolves into this dark smear in front of your face. And, and you blink the, the crusty goo out of your eyes and you see this bird person. It's a raven folk. You've seen a few of them around. And uh, and she's just like right down next to your face, and you can see you can smell a little bit of the raw meat on her breath, and one of her eyes is milky with a, a scar marring the feathers of her face. She just she's just tapping her fingers along your your cheeks and just turning your face this way and that, just inspecting. Uh, Lift, lifts um, up your your lip to ch to check your fangs. Uh. <clears throat> Listen, uh, if you're one of my debtors, then I'm afraid I've forgotten who you are. So I, I, I don't, <clears throat> as far as I'm concerned, owe you anything anymore. So you're only seven gold. Fuck off! That would be great. <clears throat> oh God, what are you doing here, Cloak? This is my room. I'm literally. Yeah. You've ruined all of my things. Why are my things everywhere? Actually, you, I would. 
You did that junkie, and I'm hitting him in the head with his pipe, just Ow. by tapping it. That's my drug pipe. Until <laughs> he slides a pile of underwear off of a chair and sits on the chair, leaning against her warhammer. That's that was definitely uh, that was definitely both masculine and feminine underwear in that pile that oh, was I, being shoved out of the way. Oh, uh, so before we go any further, uh, Will, I'd like you to make me a Constitution saving throw, please. Fine. Ah, that Ooh, that's delightful. Got it. I will make a note of that. Someone's Listen, addicted to drugs. Just wallow in his own. Misery and vomit. Ugh. Why are you all here? I don't know any of these people, Cloak. At least your friend. Tell- At least nerd friends from the library. Oh God, Tell it me, is, isn't it? They're all you- from the library. Listen, are you the one they call the? Listen, last scion. <laughs> we've met. We've okay. met one of your. They're friends. calling me their nerd names, Cloak. Listen, <laughs> I don't have time for your. Games, whatever it is, if you need another player for one of your little library games, I honestly couldn't care less. Uh, just buy me some drugs. Rowan's going to pull the teeth from the vampire out of her pack. Okay, that's All right. weird. And is going to set, nope. just going to pop them on on his chest. Those were your friends. So she drops, <laughs> she drops uh, two what appear to be teeth. Just kind of place them on your on your chest, uh, Rioden. They're they're somewhat yellowed, uh, and it takes you a minute to resolve that they are not just canine teeth. They are in fact fangs, quite uh, obviously vampire fangs. And there's a little bit of like dried blood and gum still stuck to the roots. Uh, wow. Okay. Um, this got weird really quickly. Um. Mm-hmm. Do you remember someone called? Was it Vlad? Vlad, that's Vladis, it's a very Vladislav. common name Vladislav. where I come from. It's, it's kind of like a Vladislav. Steve. <clears throat> Vladislav, uh, uh, maybe I don't know. Well, he was familiar with you. He well, told us a lot of people that's do, who darling. We looking for a lot of people do. I don't. I don't mean in your debt or in your inebriation. I mean, he was very strongly aware of you. Like, so, uh, Riodan, are you actually trying to put any effort into remembering <laughs> this person, or are you just like, whatever? <laughs> it's... I've known a lot of people. Okay. <laughs> a lot of people know who I am. Do you want run a religious cult or something? Because he was a dedicated follower more than anything. Just saying. Listen, lots of people named Vlad... Where I come from. And, no. Uh, I'm going to get some water for him. I'll be back. And I go, but instead of getting a glass water, water, I'm getting a, no, a pail of some, water. <laughs> get him some wine, because he's better when he's drunk. It's I'm weird, a lot better when true. I'm drunk. <laughs> oh, and can we please, can someone get him, get him a bath? Yeah, he, uh, he is pretty ripe. Uh, there's the smell of alcohol and old sweat and what was probably cologne at one point that has somehow gone sour. And, uh, yeah, just, uh, other, other smells that are probably not worth digging into to try and identify at the moment. Uh, Glaz, are you still out in the, uh, out in the table or did you come over to the, over to the room? Oh, no, Glaz, but he's sort of like outside of the room. 
just sort of looking okay. in. Um, so you can see at this point, uh, Kajia has kind of sunk down into one of the chairs at the uh, at the table you were sitting at, and and one hand is just kind of tight across her stomach, and the other one is just sort of covering her mouth, and her her brows are pinched together. She looks um, quite distraught. Glads goes over. He's pretty distraught too. This was someone who was his friend, and to see them sort of implode like this. Um, he goes and sits down next to Kaja. So, how long? I'm sorry, how, how long what? How long since the last time that you saw him not like this? Uh, since before you all went to Castle Shadowcrack. He's never come up for air at all since Cain? Uh, a, a time or two I thought he was, but um, I, I think he was just doing it to, uh, to get money when he'd run out. Has he not kept up with his prayers? The few times I've seen him in the shrine, uh, it's been to ask for something, and he never stayed long. I can't say what he's been doing on his own, but... And she just kind of looks into the room and then shakes her head. Well, shakes his head as well. All right, so Tilly, you can go get some water. Uh, in fact, at the uh, at the upper bar there, you, you can see the server who was helping you guys sort of looking with some concern over that way. And uh, he hands you a sort of largish earthenware pitcher of water. Uh, can I also get a glass of your finest wine as well, please? Apparently he likes, he likes the wine. Like about oh, certainly. Certainly, of course. So he pours you something uh, that is, uh, it has a very rich, uh, slightly fruity aroma, a very deep ruby color as the light shines through it and sli- kind of fills the glass to the top and hands it across to you. I think you did you. Pay him into him. And have you seen him for a while or has he just been in another room? Did you guys even know he was there? Uh, I think he went in sometime yesterday. I'm not exactly sure. Uh, he comes and goes. Um, when, uh, and he gestures to, uh, to the table where Glaz is sitting. When he, the rest of his friends are around, he tends to stay away. Aye, so we avoid these folks that we brought in, or we came in with? It, it seems mm. like it, yes. For a while Interesting. now. Have you seen anybody else? Uh, I don't mean to pry, and she'll, like, slide a little bit smaller of a tip across the bar. Have you seen anybody else coming in and out of the room? Anybody that seemed like a uh, normal visitor? Uh, <laughs> so he he smiles a moment and says, well, there have been several. I'd call them normal visitors, I suppose. She'll chuckle. I mean, maybe that don't work here. Uh, a few that don't work here, but same difference, if you take my meaning. Aye, somebody outside of that realm, huh? Why? Well, thanks Not for your really, time. No. no one's suspicious, if that's what you mean. Ah, perfect. Thank you. And she'll right. shut on Good luck. with her glass of water and wine. And All right. Walk in. So the, uh, Ryudan, that, that dwarf man comes back with, uh, <laughs> with a big pitcher <laughs> and a glass of wine. So things are starting to look up. Wine. Good, good, good. Yes, now we can talk. Hey, and she throws the water in his face and Yoon gives him the wine. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Wake up. All right. Dirty tricks and foul surprise. That pitcher was not full of wine. That was more water. 
Mr. DM. It's okay. Does, um, yes. A bit of a wake up. Does this uh, sort of drug slash alcohol and, uh, concocted hangover count as poisoned? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Rowan is going to just look at this pitiful man-adjacent creature and is just going to lay her hands over over his face and put her claws down on his face and cast Lesser Restoration. All right. So the, uh, the raven folk kind of squawks a little bit and grabs you by the face, Ryoden. And uh, you might kind of try to like feebly swat her hand away, but then there's this uh, rushing yeah. warmth that spreads through Ooh. your face and uh, and through the rest of your body and your roiling stomach quiets Ooh. and your perceptions sort of clear for the first oh. time in probably a solid two months. Oh. So the, God, everything's the so sharp. The, Why is everything uh-huh. so sharp? Tilly the hangover's gone. The, uh, well, we say hangover. You were basically still drunk and high. That's all gone. Uh, so you had finally started to, to feel the bliss that Requiem is named for. That's all gone now. So your unclouded mind comes crashing down on you. This is awful. Welcome back to the land of the living. This is the worst. Why did... Why is this happening, Cloak? Why well, did no, they I not- said get him wine, because he works better when he's drunk, and then I guess they sobered you up, so... Somebody bring me some intoxicant. Is there anything left in this pipe? Mm, it's a glass of wine, right? Yeah, I get yeah, there's a glass, glass of wine. Of wine. <laughs> All right, you have a giant, filled to the brim glass of uh, delicious red wine. Good. I just I drink it all. All right, so he just <sighs> he just kind of holds up a finger and just upends the glass, big, large, round belled glass, and just drinks the whole thing. Whoop. 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 Okay. I'm surprised that's the type of red that you drink. He hasn't been able to afford that for quite some time. Speaking of which, <clears throat> does anyone have any spare coins lying around? Because I could really do with, uh, you know, um, some food. And, um, God, what is it normal people buy? Uh, cloves. Not blood. And paper. And pens quills just really things are you, <clears throat> I'm not are you going jamming. to the, the nerd house are you coming to the library study with us is that where you're getting pens and paper yes that's right i'll go uh, to the yes. nerd club she holds up her her fingers pens and normal people stuff you'll just want to get high again <laughs> got me Yes, I do. do. Speaking of which, do you have any drugs? Very seriously now. No, I have some, I have some heart truths for you. Well, that's not nearly the same. Uh, it's about ten minutes that things are going to get really nasty. And I don't mean that in a, in a threatening way, more, more of a warning. Oh. My body. Well, I'm going to poop yourself you, again? It, yes. It would be best if you start to give us Answers, otherwise things will get rather messy, and I do mean that in a threatening way. Why are you threatening Sigh. him? I'm into her now. Cloak. All right. <laughs> okay. I mean, this... if that's what you want, dude. <laughs> well, like I say, there's ten minutes before I shit myself, so you know, make the most of it. 
<laughs> I mean, it's it's been a very long time since anybody's tried that on me, but uh, if you're into old Ravenfolk women, then... I might be. I might be. You know, it's one of those things that you don't think about until it happens. <clears throat> but here you Do are. Do you have a pulse? Here I am. Right. I mean, even that's not I mean, necessary. I'm a dampier, you know, all sorts of things. Sometimes. Oh, yeah, I was sometimes about to I have a pulse. It doesn't matter. You yourself, Cloak. Why are you here, aside from your obvious intoxication with me? Uh, what, are, what are your friends doing here, Cloak? They want something? Oh, no, I just met him today. They uh, said you're the last scion? The, the, the last hope I, of who? Well, what the fuck does that mean? I don't fucking know. Apparently, right. I am I'm worried about it now myself. <laughs> <laughs> I think you might have gotten the wrong person. <laughs> I am you can see why I was laughing hysterically. <laughs> can I, I'm still I'm still um sort of sitting on top of Rick Riordan and pinning him down. I'm just going to start rolling the bones on his chest. Alright, so she reaches into one of her little myriad pouches that are uh, around her cloak and hanging from, from straps and, and belts, and she pulls out this double handful and rattles something, maybe dice, and then drops them on your chest, and you look, and they look like knuckle bones, and they're old and polished and sort of rounded by use, and on the f sort of a flattish side of each one, there is a rune etched into the bone. Uh, all right. So, so what are you doing right now? Just sort of uh, trying to get a general feel for for whatever's going on with him, or yes, general feel for whatever's going on, and also asking, is this really the person who I was sent all this way to find? Okay. Um, and you're basically you're just kind of relying on your background feature and and the like, right? You're not yeah. using any magic or spells or anything. Okay. So, uh, what the bones show you is the exact same casting that you had in your house after you were visited by the Silver Raven, and the blood poured all over the place. This time there's no blood, and the position of the runes is precisely inverted. Huh. What kind of meaning am I gaining from this? So as you recall, what you were getting from that was basically just this sort of ultimate feeling of death, right? And so you're seeing the opposite of that. You're seeing its negation. The ultimate feeling of life. Essentially, essentially life, yeah. Listen, are you going to stop rolling bones on me and start asking me whatever it is you need to know? So I stop can... acting like you don't like it, just let her do her job. You know you do. I never said I wasn't into days. it. But if you I'm going to ask, answer fine. your questions, and I'm going to help you out, then I'm not going to do that for free. So with the alcohol and drug haze parted because of that, and you recognized it, you've cast it yourself. That was a that was a, a divine blessing of uh, of some stripe. And uh, do you wear openly a, a holy symbol of Wotan, Rowan? Yes. Okay, and and what uh, what form does your your symbol take? Is it the he has a, a few different symbols, but it's one of the most like basic, but so it's either either sort of uh, an image of Yggdrasil or uh, or an eye, like a left eye. It it's the left eye. 
Okay, so she's wearing the Eye of Wotan, the Rune Father, uh, on an amulet around her throat. So she's clearly uh, a, a cleric of Wotan. And now with that uh, with that haze that was cloaking your brain and numbing your grief and drowning your pain, with all of that gone, every, all of that like emotion that you've been repressing for the last two months and trying to sort of kill yourself to avoid is coming back with an edge. But on the upside, your perceptions are a little sharper. So is your memory. And you're kind of starting to get snippets of that bizarre-ass dream you had when you were laying in the branches of the world tree. And that little uh, squirrel creature was chattering at you and, and telling you about this, that, and the other thing, uh, despite your attempt not to listen. And as you're, as you're sort of looking around, its little chattering voice echoes in your mind, talking about the one-eyed ravens coming for you. And you see that this raven folk woman is indeed basically missing an eye. And you see the shield on slung on the dwarf's back has the emblem of a silver raven beaten into it. And there's a crease from a, a battle dent uh, striking through the raven's other eye on her shield. And it gives you sort of this, like, like everything just sort of clicks into place. And you have that sort of, huh, moment. Hmm. Okay, so let's say I believe you and I'm some kind of last hope for humanity or last <laughs> hurrah for humanity. Right. right, well, you know, the squirrel told me the same thing and I didn't believe him either. Squ what? I'm sorry, what? Oh, I'm not going to tell it might you. Be the wine. You see, squirrel? I don't just tell people things for free, especially if you she all have gold. Puts her, her clawed hand just onto his forehead and just taps and says, Oh, you'll tell us. Are you, are you going to torture him? I, oh, no. Oh, no, no. I don't believe right. you. <laughs> Ten gold, and I tell you, you what should the girl said. Ooh. I didn't. I didn't hear you. You had a little wine in your mouth. Ten, ten gold, and I tell you what the squirrel said. One. Mm. What did the squirrel oh. say? Can you add in changing Five. your underwear, please? No deal. <laughs> ha has anyone brought the bathtub yet? Uh, I'd say Glass probably. Uh, uh, he's in one of the private, one of the one of the luxury private suites. So there is in fact a tub, uh, and it looks like you could draw a bath if you were so inclined. Uh, I'll look around and see if anyone. Fine, I'll do it. Fetch. <laughs> Thank you, dear. All right. So looking at the tub, there are actually taps and a little oh. faucet poking out of the wall. Uh, this place has actual plumbing. Yeah, this is I've getting never exciting seen now. Piece before. Glass sort of walks over when they look a little bit strange. Here, let me get that for you. I will get it going. Oh, thank you. I didn't. It, I didn't know when the water starts running, Rowan looks really taken aback, like she's never actually seen plumbing before. Oh, don't worry. It's all over the place here in Zobek. We have it in Bimia as well. No. Uh, uh, as as they're kind of distracted with the plumbing and glass talks a little bit, I like try to get glass's attention a little bit. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, sure, yeah, glass. You see, cloak kind of signaling to you. 
Yes. What? What is it? Whisper. You remember? You remember that this is inside voice. It's not that big of not a. Not glass voice. Not. I know, but I didn't, they're distracted right now. Uh, and then I like I have the pipe, Julie's and like, then I have. Water's the- hot. It comes out hot. It's so weird. <laughs> Don't have to heat it off to the fire. It's so interesting. Oh, oops, let me get the the, uh, like, the the cold works better. Yeah. <laughs> Your friends so. With like glass away, I like hold up in the pipe, and then I have the the empty requiem pouch that we had, uh, and I was like, "Look what someone's decided to try!" Oh no! And oh, he's that's... talking about he talked to a squirrel, and you know what that I think she sobered him up, but he still says he saw it. All right, who's gonna strip me off then? Glass walks uh, over. Sort of Glass walks over. Uh, <laughs> Rowan's just going to uh, look at Tilly and just, say, "Can you please help me just just lift him? We're we're, we're not stripping him. I, I'm I'm not." Uh, Glass has already got his shirt off. Yeah, oh, Glass yes, is going to oh, strip okay. him. Glass will strip oh, him down because yes, it's Glass. But it. I will also say that before he does so, there's a nice steaming bath so that you know, Riadin isn't screaming. And as literally between the time he lets go of him and drops it, he casts Prestidigitation and makes it ice cold. Yes! <laughs> yes! All right. All right. So as he kind of he kind of helps, he half helps, half hauls Rio Den across the room to the tub. And uh, are you stripping him naked or just the shirt off? Uh, I figure down to whatever remains of some sort of under loin cloth that he what? might have on. If it falls off, Glass will still throw him in the tub, but he's not taking that. He's not touching that. Even even a tro- even Fair trolls enough. have some uh, dignity. So so Riaden's skin is pretty pale, uh, and you can see smears of what looks like old lipstick, sort of on his collarbone and uh, at the kind of the nape of his neck. And there's also bruises in various places all over his torso. Once you get the uh, once you get the uh, the shirt off of him. Some of them look like they're old and yellowed and just about faded. Some of them are a little more livid and purple. A few of them, uh, they have uh, sort of an odd variety of shapes. Some are long and thin. Others are sort of more compact and round. Really odd looking. And you dump him into the water. And uh, as you hit the water, you could have sworn uh, once your brain sort of comes to and you realize that sound you're hearing is your own shrieking, uh, and you're desperately trying to pull air into your lungs that are desperately trying to force it all out. Uh, that was a steaming tub before you hit it. Now it is ice fucking cold. <laughs> I come, and I come out and I'm like, fuck you, Glass. <laughs> fuck you. You're not Glass. his head back underwater, kind of like from like the Princess Bride, <laughs> you know, and right, push him right, up. Right, 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 right. And push him under and pull him up. And I'll keep like snapping prestidigitation from the hot to cold. And just <laughs> cold. Oh Jesus! So All yeah, right. it's the it's the Inigo Montoya you. method of uh, Andre the Giant, you know, Princess. Uh, Rowan's looking. <laughs> Rowan's looking at Cloak and well, it doesn't look like I'm the one torturing him. Oh, that's not torture. This is friendship. <laughs> oh, is that what you call it? Yes, friendship. We're friends. Say we're friends, Rio. Then <laughs> see, he's having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> my only friend is dead oh there it is so he just kind of like 
he's kind of standing there, uh, knee deep in the tub with the uh, water streaming off of him. Uh, his hair just sort of flopped down in front of his eyes and, uh, just sort of glaring at Glaz. Uh, he, he, I would, uh, stop with, the uh, look at the other two and it's like, can, can you give us a room for a minute? As you wish. Sure. We'll be right outside the door. Rowan's just gonna loiter in the door. I was like, okay, keep an so, eye on uh, Puff Puff, and then, and then I shut the door. <laughs> Alright, so the last thing you see, Rowan, as you're kind of looking over your shoulder loitering, is uh, is Riodan is sitting there looking terribly put out, most incensed, bedraggled as all hell, and his uh, sodden underwear just kind of slips past his hips. And then the door closes. I, don't, I didn't hear you, you sound flustered. Well, let's say I've I've never I've never seen that side of a damp eater before. Why well, don't envy you? No. You should be inside. Alright, so inside the room. Wait, do the the raven folk blush? Can they blush? Did that just happen? <laughs> uh I sure most of their faces are covered with feathers That's so it I would mean, probably her, her, her feathers are just like all in hackles Right right so what what you've probably learned is that they're they're blushing in a lot of that body language that they don't really have a, just a physiological analog for like most humanoids do that sort of comes out through what's known as hugen speech which is a way that they ca- it's like a body language they can create with their feathers that other raven folk can use to communicate back and forth uh, and so you, while you don't speak the language or understand the language, it's kind of like Wookiee where you can't really speak it. Um, you can uh, pick up on some of her cues because you've been around her for a while. So that that uh, that that particular fluff to her feathers indicates that she is indeed somewhat flustered or uh, perhaps a little embarrassed, and is the humanoid equivalent of a blush. Does that sound accurate? Uh, Moff? Yep. Hmm. All right. Cool. Back inside. Whoosh. Yes. Real done. Kane is dead. But you are not. And you are not going to die for a very long time. Whether you like it or not, because... I, for one, am going to not let you. What is it you two want? They have traveled from... Across the world because of a vision about your family that you somehow he looks up and down I do not know how but somehow that awful thing that we saw at Shadow Crag that awful thing that killed Cain that you are going to stop that I don't think so I know you don't. <laughs> Quite frankly, I don't think so right now either. But crazier shit has happened. We had our chance. Whatever, I'll speak with them. But don't expect anything. One day at a time. Oh, that's fine. And then when this is all over and done, I don't expect to see you two again. Okay. I mean, that's your call, but... I will promise that you will not see me. It does not mean that I will not be there. 
Sure. Okay, then. Well, send him in. Uh, let's get you more decent. And God, man, we get some new underwear. Is that blood? <laughs> um, you know, like with everything that happened, you know, I I know Kane was close to you, but I mean, I've been there before, and you know what helps me is wanting to get revenge. I said, send him in. Click. All right. Just word for thought. Opens the door. All right. Door opens back up. Uh, Tilly and Rowan. You two. I'll answer whatever questions it is you have, and then you'll leave me alone. Deal? <sighs> sure, I, I suppose, but these questions are going to be very long-winded. Very long We'll see how things go. First thing, though, it seems that you have lost someone. Can we get to the point, please? What is it you wish to know? Death isn't the end. Right. Well, if I wanted your Wotan clerical bullshit, then I'd ask, but I don't. Oh, no, this, this one isn't clerical bullshit. She's just going to get in really close and kind of whisper into his ear. I know from experience. Do you want to know a secret, boy? No. Oh, suit yourself, then. I want you to I all leave me you. alone, so why don't you just get on with it? Tilly speaks up and looks at Roland and goes, For someone who's supposed to be praised and worshipped by all these people for such a high regard, for such... The liberty of this entire thing. I don't understand why this small individual. I don't understand why the runes are telling me that he is this. He is going to save this world and all worlds. Didn't didn't you get the feeling that he is very powerful and very strong and supposed to be this great figure for this family and that he's from? And I, this is it. And and get the feeling. From the runes and from the vision that he was meant to bring life and justice to his he family and to the world. Goes, Are you sure this is the right individual? I very much doubt it. Listen, if I had the ability to save the world, don't you think I would have already done it? Hmm? We had our chance and... The five of us went to Shadowcrag Castle and we all failed there. You say failure, I say first attempt. Sure. Now, is there a point to all of this? If I'm going to save the world, I don't think you have the right person. I think I do. I think I this person just needs a little bit of challenge. What danger is this world in anyway? This world? All worlds? First, tell me, what did this... squirrel say to you? I don't know. It talked a bunch of shit. I was really high. How do you think I get it half my name. leavings, boy? 
there was a tree. The tree was on fire. The credits rolled. Rowan's going to take out the um, the Iwas rune. Tilly's going to ask what credits are. What are credits? Was he so happy? A tree. What tree? I don't know. It was big. A lot of branches. I fell off it. It was on Farther fire. Farther than the eye could see. Mm. I can't say I was Biggest really tree you'd ever seen? Yeah, sure. Pretty big. And this squirrel, how much of... How much of a little cretin was he? Oh, he's a bastard. <laughs> yes. But... In a way, I thought it was probably a figment of my imagination or some kind of personification of my father. He was a real bastard, too. Rowan, that sounds like a ratatosk. Good job, boy. You dreamt of Yggdrasil. And a ratatosk. Go me. me. Meaning, that wasn't a dream. You shite. It's like when an old grandma swears. It's great. Go on. I believe that was a premonition. Right. Sure. Well, not even that. It's rather something that was actually happening that we cannot see. Hmm. Yes. Hmm. Premonitions. Yes. Yes. She's. She's going to. She's going to. She's going to take. Take his chin and sort of dig her claws in slightly. You joke around too much, boy. You You'll want to know what I have think. Some you will have some respect for me. That's what I think. Or if not for me, then you will have respect for your comrades, for your friends who have worried themselves sick to death I have about no you. comrades and I have no friends. You had a friend. And you disrespect his memory by acting like this. Aye. That one probably stings. <laughs> I don't seem to be lectured by two strangers. Memories are a powerful thing. I don't think you know what honor is. So at that point, um, anyone who's in the doorway kind of gets shoved aside a little bit. Uh, which probably not Rowan. She went in to, to grab Riodan by the chin. So who was back by the doorway at this point? Uh, I think when the uh, right, so Tilly, Tilly and Cloak, you both get kind of a rough push, not enough to like knock you over, but just kind of bowl you out of the doorway a little bit, makes you take a step to get your balance, and you look up surprised to see that Kaja has sort of burst into the room and her face is flushed. She's like, "No, you're not going to be lectured by them, you little ingrate. You're going to be lectured by me. Do you know how many people you have abandoned? Do you know how many of us you have left to fend for ourselves?" In this city that hates us? She shuts the door. They will kill us. All of us. You and your family sent us here so that your faith wouldn't die. And it was a good thing. Because of what Lucan and his trap did. And her eyes kind of well up a little bit. I don't know how many of them are left in the other cities. I don't know how many of them are left in the Blood Kingdom. It may just be us. And we're not much, Riodan, and we need you. 
We are all faithful, we all believe, but none of us are chosen. Morena doesn't work through any of us. It's only you. And without you, people have already started to lose hope. A few have stopped coming to the shrine. And you're hoping, you're hoping that we'll be able to, uh, to, to keep funding your little bender. But I have news for you. There's no coin left. The coffers are empty. You've drank the last of it. So we can't help any of any of our brothers and sisters with what they needed to make ends meet. And we have no money to bribe the guards in, in case they come snooping. And we have no money to have those eyes and ears that scurry around the cartways to warn us if any of, uh, if any of the kingdom's agents find us. Everything we set up is gone. And you are all we have left. Listen, Kaja, do you want to know the truth? Our goddess left us long ago when we left those kingdoms. She failed us all. We failed her then as we failed her now. And you think that I care? No, I care not for my people. She slaps you across the face. How dare you? I've seen the things that you have done. You think you did those on your own? You think you did that without the Red Maiden? She is dead to me, as are you. Then perhaps it's better if the faithful of Kors find you before long. And she just sort of turns and storms out of the room. Give her my address. Before she goes around, she's going to stop her and like, hold her hand out to give her the teeth. Those belong to some of your brethren, some of the faithful to your Mirena, who were slowly enthralled by the Blood Kingdom. She, uh, she reaches out and with a, a trembling hand takes the teeth from your hand. And she kind of just kind of looks at you. Things are dire. Tilly and I have seen it. You have my condolences. She just sort of turns and heads out and uh, turns toward the stairway and heads back down to the to the ground floor of the silk scabbard. <sighs> Apologies for that. Now, can we finish up here? I'm curious of if you look. If I only have a limited amount of time with you, can I just ask a few questions of my own? If you... What was your name again? It's Tilly. It's Tilly. T. Mm-hmm. But I was going to ask... That deep, deep rotten pain you feel for your friend is not one that all of us aren't without. And it's not one that many people are going to be without if you just let your family, let your race, let our own world burn. You can't. I can't let my family all burn because they're all already dead. I'm not saying yours, but how dare you hope that the rest of the world feels this pain that you do? I don't understand how you can be so heartless to not worry about 
even people who care enough about you, you seem so easily to push people away. And it, it feels, frankly, like you just want to not care about anybody anymore. These are your friends. Like, they were concerned about you. And you push them away for just that reason. And I don't believe it's because you're heartless. I believe it's because you actually care about them. And I think you need to be honest with yourself. It's probably why you drugged yourself stupid. It's why many people after a great battle and great loss drink and drug themselves stupid. It's because they want to fight that feeling and you don't need to. You need to hold the honor of your friend high and your own honor high. That's just how I feel. I'm sorry you don't know me at all, but it's important. All of these people, and now you two as well, and now the whole world thinks that I am some kind of saviour. That I could help people and bring life to them. Well, you know what? That was my whole job before, was protecting people. I was a cleric. And you know what? I failed. And they all died. And then, last thing, my last brother, Cain, he died too. And I was the one that was supposed to protect him. So if you think that I can help anyone, then you're wrong. Because I can't. I just bring death and misery to everyone that gets close to me. So it's really just best if you leave me alone to die here. I think for the sake of my own family and for the sake of my own friends, I will choose not to. Just because they mean more to me than my own pain and ill nature towards fighting an idea of death. Death is honor if you fight hard enough. And I think that Yes, it might not have been your time then, but accepting the fact that maybe now is your time will be your strongest hill to climb, I think that would be good for you. I don't think that there's anything that the world needs me for. But by all means, tell me of this world-ending doom which is coming our way and I'll see what I can do about it. I've got time next week on Tuesday. I'm kind of busy until then. I don't think you are. You're pretty broke from what she's saying. No offense. I just mean if you're if you're if you're not gonna get high and you're not gonna get drunk, then might as well maybe spend some time working it out with us. I'm so what sorry. I seem to have just. Me? I just completely blanked out during that whole self-pitying rant. No offense taken. So did I. Do you want more? Do you want to uh, leave everyone else left in this world and all worlds to die like your friend? Because that's what will happen. Sure. I choose that option. How generous. You're welcome, because it all does depend on me, of course. Rowan's going to cast command. All right. <clears throat> what are you commanding him to do? What is your one word one word command that you're giving him? Help. Hmm. So well, if you're trying, more, yeah, if you're trying, like it'll make him do something for one action. Yeah, that's worth, literally, it's like for six seconds. Or <laughs> yeah, it's only for six seconds. Or, uh, <laughs> suggestion, maybe. Fine. Believe. 
So it, it has to be something that a person. It has to be something that a person can do, and it's like you can't just sort of decide to believe something, right? Okay. Um, then I, I'm going. I'm fine. The, the word's going to be grovel then. <laughs> All right. Or if it if it's not fitting what you were wanting to do, you don't have to cast it. That's fine. But if uh, um, yeah, if you want to make him, I'm I'm going to make him grovel so he falls prone. Okay, uh, Rio Dan, why don't you make a wisdom saving throw? Say eight. Fall to my knees. An eight. No. Yep. 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 You uh, you kind of fall down to your knees and just sort of like slump down to the floor with your palms on the wood. And Rowan's just going to use her kind of weird bird foot to push you back and stands with her foot on your chest. So you're kind of you're kind of manhandled by the raven folk a bit, this talon-like foot pressing down on your chest. And you uh, sort of return to your senses. Hmm. Oh, clever trick. Very good. I used to be able to do that one, too. Tell me, boy, do you have a death wish? It seems you do. Are you going to kill me? Oh, no, there are worse things than death, trust me. Death would be giving you what you want. Before Rowan can pressure him too much, Tilly looks at Glaz and goes, I know the little one doesn't have a lot of care about what happens with this guy, but you seem like a caring caring figure. And I just don't I wear don't my heart on my sleeve, so Jesus. No, you're fine. I understand you're a little more closed off, but I just... This, you guys said he was your friend. I don't understand. You think, You're just standing there. You think we haven't him. already said all this to him? We've been trying for months. Yeah, but now, excuse me, the fire is under your ass and on the tree. We need to wake him up a little bit. I don't. I don't want. I don't want to see more people hurt than what's happening already. And if this guy is our saving grace, we've got to do something. Well. What? I mean. You say, what did you know? I can get in some more wine, but I don't know what else to do. What did you know of this lattice love? <laughs> mm, well, I, I, I'm talking, talking to, to him you. So, Riodan, now that uh, now that the haze is gone, when Glaz starts talking about lattice love, that does ring a bell. He approached our camp. He was bloodied and bruised. Lattice love, you said. Is yes? Is this your friend? He was telling us he was your fo- follower. He is who told us your name. He is who told us to come and find you. So, uh, Riodan, you remember him. Uh, he was not someone who was terribly close to you, but he was someone that Janielle recruited uh, back in your early days when you were sending these cells of your, your faith to other cities. And you know that he was a... Um, he was a vampire, but he wasn't a full vampire lord. He was the spawn of... Uh, you're not exactly sure who, but you think it was uh, one of the ranking priests of Morena, and so he was both uh, influential and had ability to garner resources from the mainstream church that the rest of you didn't necessarily risk uh, trying to tap into, 
but he also was more insulated because that was a little bit of a risk. If he knew who anyone was, he could uh, he could have been uh, a liability. I I remember him. Is he alive? Not anymore. As far as we know. So you killed him. Those teeth that. No. No, no, no. Well, he wished well, for death. Oh. Well, yes, then we are very alike, he and I. He's not dead. I don't believe he is. But he was in. Tilly, you can describe the kind of state he was in. For indeed, I. Hmm. Enthralled. Fighting Terrified. against his wishes. I see. Considering his his mind looked to be as if it was on its last straw, and your name was the last bit to be whispered out as help. Well, what a strange coincidence. I suppose you remembered me then. Means nothing. More than his own family, more than his own mother, you. You don't forget me. More than Mirena. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I, I won't be able to scrub this memory from my brain very I get very into soon. the dirty little cracks. So you found a friend of mine who was dying, and he said, Find Riordan! And now you came all across the world to find me because you thought it was the end of the world. Good. Well, now we've cleared this all up. I can tell you I remember him from a while ago. He was a follower of mine. Not a particularly good one. And now that he's dead or gone, I'm afraid I can't help you anymore. What happened two months ago? Uh, I don't know. I think I bought some new armor. At the keep, at the castle. Glass, what was it called? Shovel Crag. Dreadwalker. That one. Oh. Shadow crack. Yes, now you say that, I do remember it. Hmm. Um, well, uh, we went there to save the world, <clears throat> and uh, cult there, killed a few of them. Can't figure anything else important that happened there. Goodness, what else? No, nothing comes to mind. Killed absolutely all of them. <laughs> Glass and cloak. She'll uh, press her foot down a bit harder. Ooh. Are you certain? Of what? That that was all that happened? Listen, you don't need me to answer that question. Cloak and Glass here are both big nerds, and they were jacking off the whole time about how magic it was and how there was trees and shit. I just showed up there because my friend was going. Why was your friend going? Yes. Why? I don't know. You do know. What was important for him? I think he had a thing for the other girl. What was her name? No. I don't remember. It was like a cat. Riordan, you know why he went. I don't think people follow each other into that. Riordan, you know why he went. You know why we rushed up there. You know why Cain led us there. Because Cain wanted to save the world. 
You remember. Well, and look where that got him. Fine. You would disrespect your friend so easily. You didn't know my friend. He didn't care much for memories. Memories are important. If you disrespect his memory, you disrespect his very being. I'm sure he'll forgive he me in time. He was willing to risk his life for you, then. I've kind of been there and done that, you know. As you said, we are not done. Rielden is... We are not done. Cain, what he started is not finished. Now, one thing you do know, and you can't deny this, Cain never left the fight unfinished. Ever. I've seen that man half dead throw a last punch. The gods themselves interfered in order to, so that he could win and finally win a battle right here, just outside in those rings. She kept getting up with the blessings of deities. Mavros. <laughs> gotcha. Yet he fought all the way through and still won. Against all odds. The fight is not done. Kane's fight is not done, Ryodan. Then where is it? It is not here. I haven't seen the world there. It is then. not here. I haven't looked outside in a while, though, so maybe it is. You said he was your brother, right? He said, I believe it'd be in you. The fight. The leftover fight. Oh. As much as you want to deny it. Well, I'll have a look around and... If I find it, I'll let you know. I believe it is in the Western Wastes, where we saw that Threadwalker sent. Do you remember the vision? The man in white, with the void carvings on his arms, pulling the heart out of a Dreadwalker. A living Dreadwalker. We've now seen a living Dreadwalker moved from the forests to the plains of the Western Wastes. Well, let's say that's true, and let's say that the world is really ending. You want me to go to the Western Wastes with you all? Is that it? Is this some big ploy to get me out of here? Because if it well, is, she's it's not going to work. kick you out pretty soon. In fact, it might be later today you'll have Drajan in here throwing your ass out on the street. She loves me. Oh, the the, the one you just the one that just slapped like you and walked out of here. The one who said that uh, that you said that her, her goddess was dead and that you that she could die too. Oh yes, I'm sure she's going to come and say, "Oh, real Dan, oh let's sleep together." Oh, 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 oh. yeah, that's what's going to happen. I'm so sure. I've kind of gotten good at manipulating people. Not anymore. She's very easy. Look at yourself. You Look at yourself. You think you're good at manipulating people with vomit running down half your body? Well, I got most of that off. You were lying oh, in a pool a of, of your own waste. Not even ten minutes ago. 
I've heard some tall stories in my time, and let me tell you, that is one of the funniest things I have ever heard. I am a comedian. Yes. So, tell me the big don't, plan Don't quit your day job. Big nerd plan is, is go off the Western Wastes, stop the evil forever, and for some reason, I'm a part of this, presumably because you don't have any other friends, and uh, we go off, save the world, and all's good. Should we leave tomorrow? Well, we now you have to go to the library first and now do some research. Now would be fantastic. <laughs> Glass says under his breath. Oh, of course, yes, yes, we must go to the library and do the research. That was almost my favorite bit of the whole adventure thing was just mm, I'm sure they have some the books there. Listen. If you want me to come along with you so that you're not all so lonely and uncool, then you're gonna have to pay me. Because I'm not doing this for free anymore. Can we pay you in kindness and the thought of a job well done? Fuck no. Even Tilly laughs. I told you guys earlier, you gotta pay him in drugs. <laughs> Look, when, when my family goes leaving, we don't go knowing what we're going to get, but we find what we get and we take it home. So. No deal. I'm just saying, if you imagine yourself on I'm not your little dwarf family. Savior. And your little raids and whatever it is you do. You know, Tilly, worse comes to worse, we can always tog tie him. Whoever said he had to come willingly? He's not even worth my hammer at the moment. Honestly. I wouldn't care. So, pay me or leave me alone. Your choice. I'll come with you, but I'm not going to be fun. And I'm not going to make it easy for you either. You're all weird and I don't like you. Fine. Fine. I don't like you either. Tilly chooses to leave the room alone with him and his friends. I look to Glass. She loves me too. Oh, obviously, yes. Yes, you are quite... You are Tilly quite... Throws, throws an obscene gesture over her shoulder. <laughs> no. She's playing hard to get. Yes, because we came, <laughs> we came all this way and she fought through the Blood Kingdom. Just, just to get a look. Wait. That's the famous Leoden. You fought for the Blood Kingdom. Why? Good. Right. I'm gonna need some drugs, <clears throat> firstly, because we're dangerously close to ten minutes. And uh <laughs> also some food would be good as well. That was like five minutes. Why don't ago. we go downstairs? Yeah, pretty sure ten minutes has come and gone, but that's alright. <laughs> It's just coming round for the second bout. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I think now might be about time for that suggestion. Is there another wisdom? Oh, yeah, that, casting suggestion on him? Yeah. What is the suggestion you're giving him? <clears throat> uh, I suggest that you follow us for a little while and see... How everything pans out. Fine. Like I say, I'll do it for money. So I believe an eleven is uh, an eleven is going to be a failure yeah, on that failure. Uh, on that wisdom saving throw. So for I believe the next eight hours, as long as uh, Rowan maintains her concentration, 
Yeah, fine. You can just uh, you can go along with them, see how it goes. Whatever. I'll spend Probably twenty hours money in, in the library. Do Do I see that she casts a spell? Oh yeah. 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 I was like, I, you shouldn't do it that way. Well, how are you going to do it? Love and affection and all of that. It was working so well, wasn't it, Cloak? That wasn't going to work, just for the record. Have you guys met me? Uh, yeah, Glads is kind of... I mean, a couple of hours ago, I did. D did I seem love and affectionate? Uh, no, but you do have a dog, so... Yeah. Lots of people have dogs. There would be worse surprises. Also, for the record, Cloak's my favorite out of all of you. Yeah, Glads does get a little bit of a chuckle out of out of uh, Rowan <laughs> saying that Cloak is love and affectionate. Is and Cloak going, "Have you met me?" And I'm kind of like, "Probably has she really is not? No, he is not. No, just because he's cute. But yeah, I, no. I, I I don't condone you controlling him just because." For whatever reason, whatever... I'm not controlling him. Suggesting to him. I... I suggested he maybe <clears throat> come with us for a little while. Though I... It will soon be up to him to make his mind up. You guys are my shot out of this dump. So, sure. We're the, we're the only way he's getting more drugs. You are my enablers. And, and trust me, Riordan, there are some uh, old wise woman recipes passed down from Wartan. I like it. Ways that will Freaky really, old really get you granny drugs. Those are the what, kind of drugs I like the most. What do the children say gets you uh, off your face? Right, off your beak, probably. <laughs> God, I'm good. Higher than, higher than Yggdrasil. No. That doesn't translate so well. But sure, I will take all of your weird old granny drugs and I'll... Mm, that sounds good. Really good. It's my version of, gra it's my version of grandma candy. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Uh, Rowan will actually help him up now. Okay. Alright, she lets you up off the floor and offers down a hand to... Mm. I wipe up some of the blood from the claws, and... Yeah, there's just, just a little bit, a little scratch here and there, yeah. Right, where are we going then? Does, does it taste like Staying in the fuckhouse, or...? No, it's his blood, not yours. Oh, his, uh, his claws, you know, your, your talons <laughs> in his chest. Ah, uh, yes, that's right. I flash my fangs for a second. So are we staying here in the fuckhouse, or do you guys go somewhere else? No, I heard there were pancakes somewhere else. Yeah, no, I'm not bringing this shit show. From outside the door, you hear Tilly shout, Hey, pancakes! This is, this is not a shit show I want to bring to uh, Mrs. Kettle Whistles, because, um, yeah. Now let's go see her. She'll give me some drugs. Yeah, so the biggest drug dealer of Zorbeck. All right. So, uh, getting getting dressed, getting dressed. Then, uh, uh, Ria Dan for now, or uh... Uh, as as yeah, as much as I can. Sure. I mean, you can find some serviceable clothes in the room. There's a bunch of them. 
So uh, Ryoden takes a few minutes, gets himself pulled together. Uh, you find your armor sort of lying in a heap underneath some of the old laundry. Um, do you gather um, that up, or do you leave it? I take a long look at it, and I leave it. Okay, no problem. So, uh, you guys uh, just kind of wait outside the room as, as Ryoden puts himself together. And uh, Puff Puff is just sort of laying about where she was under the table with her chin resting on her paws, just kind of doing dog eyes look over toward the room. Just sort of, just sort of flopped there. A little whistle. That's what I do. Yep. So she hops up and uh, trots over to you. Uh, and then I just have her uh, sit next to me, like probably eye level with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I look at I look at them while Reardon's getting ready, and I was like, "You really just shouldn't do it like that." I know he's a piece of shit, but I mean, honestly, uh, it's he just seems like he's gonna get in the way. There are better ways. I, I agree, there are better ways, but what other choice do we have right now? Do, do we have to go the west, uh, the the western waste, or is there a time limit? Or I, I'd like to roll the bones to ask where we should, where we need to go. Now that we have the scion, all right. Um, go ahead and make a wisdom check. Okay. <laughs> okay. How'd that go? Uh, I believe that was a... I'm, I'm not very used to uh, fancy grounds, but that was a five oh. all up. <laughs> okay. Uh, so if you uh, you just kind of grab one of the dice with the mouse and drag it, and then if you throw it into that little oh, chat okay. box where it shows them, it'll it should pop up. Oh, but the, into the... But the, oh, uh, the, the chat box. but okay. the five year old is fine. Um, so you get the rune equivalent of ask again later. <laughs> Stupid things broken. Glass will chime in and just. Those little your runes are about as hungry as I am. Sorry, Glass. I can't. I can't hear you. The music's really loud. It's really hard. For uh, I'm sorry. Uh, it was just it's a guess on my part, really. From what we saw, whether or not that is where we need to go. Um, it sounds as though perhaps maybe even the Blood Kingdom is where this lies, but as with most things that involve saving the world, who knows in the world where you must go? <laughs> I was this vision. It told me to find to go to the south and find the last scion, but... Now that I've found him, well, I don't know. Well, he's not a priest anymore. Uh, his people don't believe in him, so... Well, the woman who owned this place believed in him clearly. That's waning quickly. Or maybe... I don't know. I mean, maybe in the heart of you? I don't know. The one who came to us after the battle did. Definitely did. Maybe it's just fewer and farther between than it was before, but they're still there. Uh, Dan, mm-hmm. over my sort of study with the library, I mean, I'm sure I was sort of trying to look into of any type of 
what's next after seeing a crazy long name that I can't pronounce. Uh, the the not frozen Dreadwalker, yeah, Lofkin Nishin Vilken, um, uh, get <laughs> transported out of the Arbanese forest or Yogardreketh. Get pulled out of the uh, Arbanese forest and down what we thought was into the western waste. I'm sure I would have just done a little bit of what that could mean. Any portents? I mean, any you know old writings of is there doomsday stuff? <laughs> I mean, uh, most of what you're seeing doesn't really map to anything that you've learned or heard about. Uh, you've never seen or really heard of a, uh, a a ley line or a shadow road being subverted that way. I mean, the closest you've ever heard of is something with a key of Velis, but it doesn't even... Th- whatever that Void Speaker did, it reached out and plucked a immensely powerful, essentially a, a demigod or the like, or maybe even a, a minor god, and pulled it against its will to somewhere else in the world. That is, um, that is pants-wetting levels of power that, uh, that you really don't have any concept of how that happened. And there's really nothing, uh, nothing since the ancient magocracies um, really even comes close to being able to do that. Uh, and as far as you know, the sorts of magic that could do that once are no longer realistically possible because of what happened in, in the Western Wastes. Now, the fact that you saw it happen, clearly the rules have changed somewhere along the way, and you suspect it has to do with all of that void magic, and maybe something to do with uh, the magic item that the void speaker was using those pages of the nullifiers lexicon. Um, but clearly that individual seemed able to tap into it or use it in a way that you really can't, or at least don't understand. Right. And our only lead was the painted man of what those were not necessarily where mm-hmm. there were more or in the co- collegium does anything. So just because, um, of glasses, archaea, archaeological, uh, work is this something that could have been done by the Ancashelians? Oh, uh, I mean, they could do as far as you're able to piece together just ridiculous bullshit. So certainly possible, except uh, you don't really have a great handle on how real technology works. Um, they're uh, they're sort of techno magic with those bizarre devices. Um, it's possible that you could talk to someone who is more versed in that and try and find out more. And you do remember that you have seen a Vril, uh, battery somewhat yeah. recently, even here in Zobek. Yeah. That little, that little guy down in the cartways who, he, when it I took my, like sc- there was a, uh, yeah. Yeah. When I got my scroll, he got, uh, he ran off with that, but it caught my eye. But so... I guess for things like that, I mean, Ancashelian artifacts uh, and real technology, I mean, is that the cartways or is that, that's not collegium research, is it? That's I mean, cartways, yeah? uh, apparently, apparently there's some sort of dust goblin smuggler or merchant lurking in the cartways. So that's, that's a thing. Um, generally for, for that sort of thing, you need to go toward uh, Bemia or the Western wastes or those areas that that's where they have more of it. Um, yeah, 
I mean, I, I, like I said, I kind of was guessing about this whole thing, so I don't want to send, <laughs> I don't want to send the party on a goose chase out to the Western Waste if that's sure. not the next place to go. So, um, <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, I guess you. Know, I, I guess my question is where you know does whether Glass has any idea of where to find out where the might night next step might be of knowledgeable people who might be able to point us. I mean, it depends on what your, your your goal is. What is what is your goal here? Um, if you remember, you were talking. You you brought up the figure that Kari saw in her dreams and her sort of prophetic dreams and visions. As far as you could tell, that was the void speaker that you were that you dealt with at uh, Shadowcrag. Okay, like so that, that, the like, visage, like, the sort so of that, the image of that individual. Okay, so yeah. I guess that was uh, that. That was that actual specific person, not necessarily someone in the same uniform. So it, it kind of lo- so her vision of that person looked like them with some more stuff going on, like the void glyphs on the arms and the things. But as far as I mean, it seemed like the person to you. You never got gotcha. a really good look at their face, right, or, or she never got a good look at their face to describe it to you. But uh, I mean, the face didn't mean much to you once you guys got a good look at it at Shadowcrag. It was all blackened and corrupted and, and just kind of nasty. And it's not really anyone that you'd ever met or would recognize. So, gotcha. Although I will say that I recall you had a uh, a lay surge. Uh, when you were casting a spell on one of the void void uh, cultists, and you actually got a name out of them, I don't know if you recall that. Let's see if I wrote it down. Let's see if I wrote it down. <laughs> Dervin Dalvik. Nope. Ostrom is that the Ostrom? Ostrom That's trying the to one. take yes, the heart he, to he, kill a he world refer- tree. Yep, he referred to my lord Ostrom. So that might be our lead. So that's that's certainly something you could try and find out. Maybe you could find out more about who or whatever that was. So is that a religion thing, or I guess that's what we—that's what we need to go find out. So maybe our the clue yeah. we've got. Hmm. Hmm. Could be. Yeah. So what's what's the what what are you guys doing in this immediate moment? Player-wise, I'm trying to figure out where the hell we should go. <laughs> Glass is like, we need to go up to the Western Waste. Because <laughs> that's what he thinks we need to do. As uh, people are looking in the bones, I'm walking back in the Reardon's room. Sure. Doing anything in particular? Uh, I'm going to go talk to Reardon, but I'm, I'm letting other people go before that. I'm just... Tapping, tapping my bones on the on the counter, like, why won't you work? <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, outside of using an actual spell or calling upon the blessings of Wotan, you know that the bones are uh, fickle at best, and so um, sometimes you're able to draw more out of them than others. Uh, and you've been on quite a hot streak in the last oh six months or so on uh, simply just casting your bones and drawing meaning from them. But, I mean, you know, sometimes they don't come up with anything particularly useful or something that's not useful until after the fact. You can kind of realize, oh, that's what that meant. Well, that was vague. Uh, Sorry, uh, Tilly, what were you doing? Uh, Tilly has found her way back to the bar because she's actually brooding a little bit because there's one thing that she is more proudful than anything is her own father Mm -hmm. and family and for this savior of our world to have slighted her family so quickly 
um, kind of rubbed her a little Got bit. Got it. Off. That one. That one struck home. That okay. One's done. Got yeah. it. So, are you going to the upper bar or the lower bar? The, the bar outside of his room. She's okay. just finding, yep. finding it ale to kind of find solace in. No problem. So, uh, Rowan, you're just sort of hanging out out in front of the room. Um. Yeah. Since the bones aren't working, she might actually try and find somewhere quiet to commune with Wotan, if possible. Okay. Must spend some time in prayer. Sure. Yep, she can do that, no problem. Uh, Cloak, you headed into Riodan's room, and it looks like he's pretty much got himself ready to go, finally. Uh, he was kind of staring off into the corner of the room for a bit, and snaps out of his reverie uh, when you come in. Do I, do I see what he was looking at? Uh, I don't know. It looks like a pile of dirty clothes. Okay. So maybe he was just kind of a thousand yards staring. Uh, so I would like purposely like shut the door loud behind me so he would notice. Sure. Ba-boom. Huh. Mm. Hi. Hello. So, yeah. I just want to let you know, since uh, you're going to die anyways... Regardless if the world ends or you kill yourself in a stupor. That, you know... We... People have... Fucked up past. Uh, and, and one thing about mine is... Um, I, when I die... Am going to be ripped apart by devils for all eternity. Uh, that wasn't my choice. Um, that's my people's choice. I don't tell people about this, nor do any of the Neheim gnomes talk about this. But, uh, so, but I trust you enough not to tell anyone, because that's a weird fucked up relationship that we have. But, sure. what drives me, and I kind of want to bring that home about the revenge, is I watched grandmother take everything away from me. I watched her take my mother. I watched her take my father, in a sense. And I've not wanted anything more to kill her. Now, regardless if you actually want to come along, whether the spell wears off or whatever the case may be, but uh, I'm going because I want to get more power, because I want to kill everything that has to do with grandmother. Now, it may be insane, and I know at this moment in time, I'm not strong enough. And if the world ends, that gets in the way of getting my revenge. And I don't want that. Whether you pray to your blood goddess again or not, that's your choice. But every once in a while, I'll get you a bottle of wine if you come with us. You know, that last bit convinced me. I know the other shit wouldn't convince you, but if we're going to die, at least know my drive, I guess. Does that so make when sense? He, when he references Grandmother Ryoden, it you're pretty sure he's talking about the Baba Yaga, which, when he mentioned sounding insane, it certainly does that. Yeah. <laughs> right, well, uh... You know, once this whole end of the world thing is over, you know, I'll, if we're still alive somehow, we'll both go and die together with this grandmother of yours. Sounds, sounds fun. Yeah, it, 
Could be. Or we could just die doing that. True enough. Are these friends of yours? I don't fucking know them. I mean, they seem kind of weird. We met them today, but... and then, you know, Glass, they fucking started talking their ear off, and then they were like, oh, and then they started talking his ear off, and I was like, you guys give way too much information. Right. And, yeah. So here we are. Gotcha. You know what's so funny? Okay. You're the last Zion, and it's fucking hilarious. I Yes, there is an irony to that. I there? died laughing, because I knew this moment was going to be great. Well, I'm glad it's been so enjoyable for you. Yeah. Always gotta find the funny shit in this fucking dog pile of a world. Alright. Well... Okay, well then, let's go to the library or whatever. <laughs> they have no idea what we're doing, so... Well... And then open the door and just walk out. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Uh, Ryoden, do you still have those fangs that Rowan handed you? I uh, pocketed them. Pocketed them, okay. No, no, I, I handed them back no, to, I handed no, yeah, them to right. um, Kaiser. Yep. Oh right, you get that's right. You gave yeah, him the you gave him the Kaja. Kaja has them. That's right. Okay. All right. So uh, Cloak and Riodan finally emerge from the room. Um, Riodan looking a little bit more uh, clean and put together, which is nice for everyone else around him. Um, Cloak looks pretty much the same as he always did: mask, red hood, moss growing on it. Um, Glaz actually does have an idea. <laughs> so does Tall School. <laughs> um, Glass okay. flipping through notes and things. I mean, as he you know has a bazillion notes of different ways. I just thought of something. You know who? Well, had their finger in our last adventure, and uh, ended up not being quite as bad of a guy as we thought that he was. But seems to have an ear on strange things that uh, that occur in the city. Perhaps we should go see Thrick. If anyone would might have an ear on what's next or whatever might be churning in the world that could be bringing unrest, Thrick might not might not only know about that he might be making a profit from it. He said a lot of good things, so yes, um, I agree. We should see him. Um, and yes, he probably has the drugs. He has my drugs, which you will all buy for me in uh, recompense for me coming with you and being the savior of the world. I think that deserves some drugs. At least a little bit of drugs I, for saving the world. I'm a, Was, I'm a hermit. I you're a crab? Live... No, I... I, I, I... Well, yes, I do have a metaphorical shell, but I live in my own two bubble up really far north. Do you think I have money? Do you think I have gold just to give out for your drugs? So are you a spiritual crab? Uh, uh, no. You're like a druid. Oh god, she's a druid. No, I'm... I'm a cleric. I just like living alone because... Yay, cleric high five. What? Alright, uh, well, serious, I don't know if you or? have money, but I know these two nerds do. Because they've got, like, savings accounts and shit. I get I get three percent interest. What, I will tell you a, on my savings what's an account. account? <laughs> what is interest? 
Oh, I will have to tell you all uh, about uh, it. I see. But let's go um, see Thrick first. It's like when you are a drug dealer, a lot of money, and then they start not wanting money, start your fingers instead, and that's sort of compound interest. Can I have a recap? Who's Thrick again? I, Thrick is the guy uh, with the black shields. He was the one who wanted yeah, us to join the, the, black the black shields. shields. Oh, shit. Okay. What, what is this Thrick that you're... Yeah, uh, he is a very interesting man. Uh, he is uh, the leader of the Black Local Shields. Local businessman. Yes. Uh, and uh, at one point we thought that he was Kane's brother, but I guess that was not exactly how that all worked out. But um, yes, so uh, he... Uh, two things. One, he is very well connected. Two, he might have worked for us so we can get some money to buy uh, uh, Rio done some drugs. And like I said, he seems to have his fingers in both the rumors and uh, the goings-on pretty much everywhere. No, you don't, you don't need to buy the drugs. I can make some. Shh, don't tell Riodan that. They're not... <laughs> He'll be going through your bags day and night. But I need, I need, I need, money, I need money for materials for drugs. Okay, you're going to be my drug cook. And maybe the other one, the dwarf, she could be a mule. You know, get it from outside of the city whilst we're saving the world. Bring stuff over. Or Cloak, he's good and small. They never spot him. And then I'll save the world while the rest of you find ways to bring me drugs. And I'll work real hard on it, I promise. Tilly ignores what he says and looks at Glass and goes, So you know the man we have to go to? Well, he is he is one of those men that you more put out word that you're looking for him, and if he decides to find you, uh, he finds you. Um, he sort of owes us one, though, so I believe that uh, if we whisper in some ears, he will come. I realize we need to rename this show Breaking Bird. <laughs> <laughs> this could be the name of this arc. <laughs> All right, uh, so you want to put the word out to, to Vandessi and Thrick that you're looking to talk to him? Yes. Okay. Uh, that should be simple enough. I was going to say we could send a message out and um, Tilly points to her silver raven on her shield. Oh, yeah. A recipient. So you need a location that you visited and a recipient that you at least have a description of. Um... So, yeah, you probably haven't. Um, Would it be able to listen to Galaz's description of where he's been? Um, I think, double check just knowing out. Thrick, most likely, Glaz would probably say, again, he probably is someone that we don't want to go surprise somewhere without us getting into a fight. In fact, we fought with the Black Shields twice, uh, when we oh, came oh, across no. them unawares. Not to go in person, but I've got a little messenger that can go for us. Oh! Why are we trying to find someone who will fight us? No, no, no. I'm saying if, if, if he comes to you, everything will be fine. If you go to him and, like, enter his territory or he's not expecting you, he tends to have a yeah, very... Remember that um, one time 
Yeah. So uh, your particular your hut with a surprise. Your particular Raven Tilly is a little bit more useful than a standard animal messenger spell. It can do that, but it is a little more versatile. So you're not uh, bound by exactly those strictures. So you think perhaps if uh, Glass could give it directions, it could go to a place that uh, that he could direct it to. It's a little bit more like a familiar. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. Do you think you could give uh, directions to my to a messenger that I can bring for help? Uh, yes, yes, I... or at least maybe the neighborhood. Uh, the so I'm just trying to remember. I know that Thrick met us here at the Silk Scabbard before, but was he the one who ran up into the office down at the black market in the uh, there, or was that someone else? What was that? Uh, was no. that Drobachar? So, uh, Drobachar? The- or Master Underhill. Uh, that was that was Radu Underhill who that went up it. the the steps to that hanging uh, yeah. building that that hanging room. Uh, apparently, that's his house. Right. Yeah. So I, I was I, so, yeah, I was just was, making sure I was wasn't Underhill's convincing house. that thinking that Van Dessian was there. So nope. Uh, well, Thrick was definitely at he was the, there, uh, but that's not his house. I, I couldn't the give the Raven market. directions right. to there to go get Van Dessian Thrick. Not to the house, but maybe to the market. Oh, oh yes, he does hang out there quite a bit. Uh, is is there a time limit on this? I don't know how if he keeps regular shop hours. Down Not there. really. Um, no, I, I think the f- he should look for him for about two days. Oh, for two days, I, I'm sure he must pass. And by. you, so you could, um, you could give him the description of Thrick. You think you, uh, Tilly? If there were some way, he, you mentioned that uh, th- they told you that this guy is the leader of a mercenary company. If they could describe some way to recognize a member of that company, the Raven could probably find one of them as well. Yes, that is quite easy. They have a brand on their neck. Isn't it a brand or a tattoo? Sorry. It's a uh, well. Thrix, Thrix was a tattoo. Every it looks like all of his uh, all of his men had a brand. So yeah, I would draw out the shape of the uh, the black shields. Uh, and go, uh, sure. if he can find a man who has that ta- as a tattoo, that is Thrick himself. Otherwise, he finds the brand, and uh, that is one of his one of their people that uh, would, could probably uh, take a raven. It, it is enough of an omen for a raven to come and land on your shoulder and tell you he have a message that he probably would take him to. Hi. And Tilly will tap on her shield and call for Baldwin, her silver raven. Now All right, so you whisper you whisper Baldwin's name as well as the word uh, Munin, which you guys know means memory. It's one of Wotan's ravens. And there is a bluish shimmer on the surface of the shield, and the silver raven emblem stamped on it begins to move. It twists its head and flexes its wings with this soft metallic creaking, and it flies off of her shield, leaving it just sort of a blank, dented, uh, flat silver facade. And it flies up into the air, flutters around, and then lands on uh, Tilly's shoulder and begins, like, grooming the braids that she has bound down by her cheeks into a beard. I, I know I got Rowan's going to, going to give him a scritch. Uh, he kind of twists, the bird. He twists his head over toward Rowan, and his left eye blinks with a little clinking sound. His right eye, of course, has a big kind of creased gouge through it. Uh, Baldwin, uh, if you'll pay attention, this is Glass. He's going to give you some directions. We have a message to call for an individual. He should be able to tell you all about it. 
And she picks so, him uh, up with her finger and hands him right over to Glad. So he's he's pretty damn big. Uh, you know, a raven or a crow is a pretty yeah. big bird. Yeah, so you like probably need your hand, not yeah. just your finger. He's not like a parakeet. Yeah. But uh, so yeah. he kind of looks at Tilly, God's tilts his fingers, head. okay? <laughs> looks over at Glaz and then opens his beak and kind of clicks it and in Tilly's voice says, listen to Glaz and then hops over to the trollkin. Glaz looks at it. Now, aren't you... It puts, adjusts his glass. Oh, you are quite a beautiful, beautiful specimen. Look at the, all of this magic and enchantment on you. He uh, sort of lifts up his wing and begins preening his silver feathers. Oh. Tilly stands larger proudly. <laughs> Now, Baldwin, let me tell you a little bit about what you are looking for. And so he'll explain, he'll describe the tattoo and t- tell him about, if you find the one who has a tattoo, that is Mr. Dandresian Trick himself. Uh, otherwise, you will find uh, one of his mi- people who work for him of the Black Shields. And I am sure that they will take you because you are such an interesting thing. I am sure that Trick always has his people on a lookout for um, new and exciting uh Entries into his uh, city. And okay, say that so Tilly, you know that uh, Baldwin Baldwin can carry a message of up to twenty five words. Uh, that uh, Glass and the cloak. So uh, and technically, hold on. Technically, Tilly has to deliver the message. You can Ooh. give the description, but uh, t- this is Tilly's item. It's bound to her. She has to. She has to give the message. He's interested, at least. I'm just saying, Glass and, Glass and Cloak would like to meet with Vandessian Thrick. Rego- yeah, uh, at the Silk Scabbard new development on Castle Shadow Shadowcrag. Has Shadowcrag's one word. Yep, yeah, has come into town. <laughs> okay, twenty-four words. So uh, Tilly, I assume you repeat that verbatim. I Glass and Cloak would like to meet with. I, I can't make out that guy's name again. Will you say Vandessian? Vandessian Thrick. I'll uh, I'll Vendessian type it for you. Vandessian Thrick. No, you're fine. I just must make sure I'm selling it right. Vendessian Thrick at the Silk Scabbard. New development on the castle Shadowcrag has come to town. Alright. So uh, the uh, the raven listens intently as you, you do that thing, and he takes to wing and begins flying around the room and is looking for a way out. Oh, uh, oh get glass. Some of the some of the some of the bar patrons and uh, a few of the um, uh, companion workers who are around sort of startle as this metal bird begins zipping around. I uh, yell down to uh, to uh, Ox, uh, Axon. Uh, Open the door, if you will. Uh, thank you. Sorry. <laughs> I assume they are used he to... He kind of grunts and just sort of looks with these narrowed eyes at the bird and cranks the door open. And it does one more wing around the uh, the fighting pits and then flies out the door. Thank you, Axon. I will give you a tip later i'm sorry just me again uh. (laughs) (laughs) i will say nice things to valia about you (laughs) 
Okay, uh, <laughs> so as you guys are, are watching the path of this bird, down in one of the booths on the lower floor, you can see that Kaja, uh, the woman who was uh, scathingly berating Riodan before, is tucked in the back of one of the booths with, um, there is a young dwarf man there, uh, and they're like talking closely to each other, and um, it looks like Kaja has been very recently crying. Like, her eyes are puffy, and you can see streaks on her cheeks. Uh, Glaz and Cloak and Riodan, you recognize the dwarf as, uh, as one of the pleasure workers here. And Riodan, he's also a member of the, uh, of the, the faithful. I will go. Okay. So Riodan's going down, you see? You heading down the stairs? Yeah. Oh, I'll okay. walk past him. Yep, you uh, you you just walk past him, just out of the out of the bar, yep, or out of the bar. Okay. Yep, he follows he follows the raven on out onto the street. Oh wait, what? Wait, it's Rio 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 Den, I believe. I thought are, are you? Oh, I'm sorry, I was confused. I thought you were going up to Kaja, Rio Den. Are you going? Nope, up the I am walking right past her and uh... right past him. Oh, well, Rowan will go to Kaja then. <laughs> I don't know if he knows which raven to follow that you asked to. Glass now very confused is. Uh, uh, he goes running after Rio Dan, trying to keep him out of trouble. <laughs> I don't think he I understood how that was on. supposed to work. I will go explain it to him, and Rio Dan runs off. <laughs> Glass <laughs> runs off to go explain to Rio Dan. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Hmm. Show of hands, who's going outside? <laughs> uh, yes. Glaz, Riodan is going outside. Uh, anybody else? No, going once, twice. Glaz is outside. What's everybody I, else doing? Cloak? Oh, oh Tilly, you going out? Sorry? Yeah, I don't want him to ruin or run him to harm my raven. Someday. Oh, okay. All right. Tilly's going outside. Rowan and Cloak, I don't know where are you guys headed? Bar. Well, going to uh, Kaja. Kaja. Right. Yeah. Uh, since everyone ran outside and left her, he was like, well, I guess I'll, just, I'll make sure you find your way, so. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I love how passive-aggressive Cloak is. Like, <laughs> Cloak great. and Rowan get along so well. It's so good. <laughs> All right, so so the two of you head down the stairs with Puff Puff sort of trailing behind. You can hear her her long toenails click-clacking on the steps as she, she follows. Uh, clearly, she wants to be going down the stairs faster, but you guys are in the way, so she's doing that dog thing where she's just getting too close to the back of your oh, legs. The, yeah. And the, uh, uh, tapping in place. Yep, Why don't yep. you just teleport down there? I, she kind of looks at you and goes, Nurf! and then just kind of gives a pointed look at the common room full of people. Oh, yeah, I forgot about them. <laughs> All right, uh, Rowan? Yeah, so uh, again, it looks like this dog seems to understand when spoken to and communicates. Oh, I, back I would be talking to the best in Sylvan. Oh, yeah. I'd be talking in Sylvan. That's know. fine. Uh, so if you oh, don't, I think I know. I yeah. know Sylvan. Do you speak Sylvan? Yeah, because I I know five languages. Excellent. So you understood what I said. So, yes, yeah. So so if you speak Sylvan, yes. you understood what Cloak said. All right. So you guys head down the stairs and uh, and head over to the booth. It's the one that's closest to the door. So Riodan did in fact have to go right past her uh, to get to get out. Um, 
And it looked so when Rio Dan sort of went past with uh, Tilly clanking down the stairs in her plate armor and Cloak uh, sort of hemming and hawing after them, uh, Kaja and the dwarf in the booth do kind of look over. Um, the the dwarf has kind of a, a grim look on his face, and and Kaja just looks, uh, she looks hurt and drained. And just kind of glances at Ryoden and then pointedly turns away. Uh, so you guys head up, and uh, it looks like they're sort of recovered from whatever that is and starting to settle back in on their table. Uh, as you walk up, they both sort of look over at you, and Kaja manages kind of a weak, fake smile. May I, may I have a seat? Uh, I, I suppose. So she uh, she's already just, pushed way into the back, so there's plenty of room for you to sit down. She'll just come and sit next to her. Uh, I, uh, this is uh, this is Theldro, and he nods at you and sort of uh, gives gives Cloak a, a look of recognition. You got you you know you've run into each other before, so he recognizes. I just you. I just nod. Mm-hmm. Is there something we can help you with? I'm sorry for that back there. Um, Feldro looks, uh, kind of shoots a a half angry, half sympathetic look to Kaja, and she just kind of brushes it away, and she says, uh, I, I suppose I allowed myself to hope for something better. But... Uh, Good news isn't something we're we're uh, coming across often lately, and uh, and Feldro sort of nods. It's any consolation, we're attempting to uh, convince him, though it seems that he's going along with us at the moment, just for the hope of more of another high. Well, if you can get him out of the room for something other than binge drinking and finding someone else to trick into his bed, then I'll call it a victory. Um, if you're going to be out and about in the city, he won't care right now, I suppose. But I I've had some of our people checking up on the others who haven't been showing up uh, to, to services, she says kind of delicately. Um, maybe because she doesn't know quite how much Rowan understands about their situation. Uh, and um, everyone is at least accounted for except for one. His name is Phelan, uh, and no one's seen or heard from him for over a week now. I'm starting to get very worried. I will keep my ears to the ground. I'd appreciate it. I am sorry for your loss. I'm not sure if you knew Ladislav, but... She shakes her head and she says, No, no, I didn't know him personally, but I didn't have to. Things are dire out there. Tilly and I, we crossed through the Blood Kingdom to arrive here. Oh, through, through the war with the Blood Kingdom, to be precise. And he, I don't think, I don't believe he is dead. Vampire stones, 
buttons, easily stated. He was in such a state. And Ryodan was the only concern he had left. So under the thrall of a new matron he was. Well, it probably wasn't a new matron. It was probably the one who made him. Aye. But... He struggled to hold on to his sanity. And... Struggled to hold on to his faith in... Mirena. And I believe he's not the only one. She uh, she smiles at that, and it's probably the first genuine smile you've seen uh, since the first time uh, she sat down with Cloak and Glaz. And she sort of reaches out and uh, and puts her hand on your, your sort of gnarled bird claw, and she says, Well, I suppose I'll cling to hope a little while longer. Thank you. Um, Rowan will just put... put yeah. Rowan will put her hand over hers and sort of give it a gentle squeeze. Okay. Uh, Cloak, did you have anything you wanted to do or say, or just kind of keep an eye? Um, he was just uh, he, he he's normally keeping an eye out just because, mm-hmm. um, and he'd be like, "So where does this Phelan land done?" I'm sorry. What, what what about Phelan? Where does where does he live? Oh, um, well he he's a member member. He's a member of the uh, the Alchemist Brotherhood, uh, so I believe he lives in the Collegium District. I mean, I live in that district. Hmm. Um, we haven't sent anyone to the, the Brotherhood. They're very insular and uh, somewhat prickly. So, uh, if so, I'm so I'll go check on him. If you feel like you <laughs> you might be able to match them, then then perhaps you could you could see if he's there. Okay. I appreciate it. Uh, uh you know. I'm not a religious person, but my understanding of it is that even in the hardest times, that's when whatever deity's faith is testing you. So this might be your trial, I guess. Um, and if Ruidan's really meant to be your chosen one, um, I would, uh, he, he does the quotations. <laughs> um, I would, uh, uh, I think your goddess would find a way to bring him back if that were the case but I don't know well um, are you aware of the difference between a priest and a cleric Um, you you said you're not religious so I wouldn't be surprised if you don't I mean, I don't even know. I thought they were both the same. Thing. <laughs> um, okay, so so she kind of takes your your sort of stunned bear there, and you know, clerics aren't really very prevalent in Nimheim. You tend to go more the warlock mm-hmm. route. So <laughs> she uh, she just sort of nods knowingly, and she says, "A priest is someone who is learned in a faith's philosophies and teachings. Someone who mm-hmm. knows." Uh, their their god's will uh who studies the word and and scriptures and uh, sometimes even prophecies um or direct the rare direct visitation perhaps from a messenger from from that being 
and is able to minister that to the to the flock, to the faithful, to provide guidance. A cleric is is so much more. Um, a cleric might not have ever read a single word of of a god's scripture, and yet the power flows through them all the same. A cleric is a living conduit to to the divine, whether they wish to be or not. You could say we are God touched. Yes. And I don't know if Riodan is a chosen one beyond simply being a channel for the divinity that is the Red Maiden. She kind of lowers her voice, a divinity that is the Red Maiden. But he was our cleric. He was more than a friend. He was a symbol that the power of our goddess was with us. We... (laughs) We need him very much, and if something did happen to Phelan, I think we need him more than ever. I don't know anything about a chosen one or a prophecy, uh, and she kind of gives Rowan a little bit of an apologetic smile, but um, he was the cornerstone of our faith here. Mm. Well, it seems that we have some work to do then. Perhaps so. All right, so we're going to flash out to the... we're gonna flash out to the front real quick. Sorry, sorry, Moth. See what uh, see what the other guys are up to. Uh, all right, Riodan, you head out into the street. Um, blessedly, the sun is just about down, so it's dipping behind the rooftops to the west. That uh, gives you a little bit of a reprieve, uh, and uh, your eyes really haven't seen a whole hell of a lot of sun recently. So it kind of even that that dull setting sun red radiance dabs at you, and you uh, you take to the, the shadows cast by the buildings on the west side. Uh, so where are you headed? What are you doing? Uh, I guess I, yeah, as uh, glass comes out, uh, I'm like, so where are we going then? I, I don't think you quite understood. <laughs> I don't think you quite understood exactly how the spell works. See, what happens is we uh, we talk to the bird, we give the bird the message, the message finds it, and they bring it back to us. We don't have to go running after it. Uh, right now, unless you want to, would you like some somewhere exercise? I will go with the, you on uh, an exercise. Somewhere other than the fuck house is good. Good God, what's wrong with me? Why don't we just go to the library? Hmm? You love the library. Are you pulling my leg? No, let's go. Are you just going to poke and make fun of me? Are you going to poke and make fun of my friends? I'll admit that yes, I probably will do that while we're there. <laughs> Will but I'll go. You, will, it, will it make you uh, feel a little better? Maybe, yes. Okay, let's go to the library then. I have this wonderful right. new thing I can show you. It's a very good treatise on old uh, real technology. It is fascinating. It is 556 <laughs> pages of real text that I can translate to you as we sit there and do it. I have a good like- friend who will come and sit with us as well. I look over my shoulder to... I've made a terrible mistake. ...to where I can see, like, Kaja is still sitting in, in the tavern. I'm like, right, fine, yes, sounds great. Let's just let's get out of here. Uh, is, did Tilly come... Tilly? Yeah. Uh, so you... Yeah, Tilly, you're out there with them, right? Yeah, I feel like Tilly, a little bit behind, is kind of like, wait, okay. I, I just wanted to know that you weren't following my raven. I just wanted to make sure of that. I don't know where you're going, but... 
can't leave Rowan. I just want to make sure, though. Okay. We, will, we will be at the library, so let right. let, uh, let Cloak know. He will know where to find us. Tell him I have got the three T's on the real technology. He'll know right where it is. <laughs> so uh, so back in back inside real quick, Cloak kind of perks up in the middle of the conversation and looks around as a chill creeps down his spine. Something is very wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so all right, so to find so, Rowan again. So. Okay, uh, the two of you head off toward the Collegium District, I believe. Then uh, Riodan and Glaz, uh, you head back in to find uh, Rowan and Cloak seated at the first booth with Kaja and the and that dwarf. Uh, so inside, like Cloak was there. They're kind yeah, of in so mid conversation, but it looks like they're okay. winding down. Okay, then Tilly just whispers to Cloak, they said something about a library and a trilogy of some technology. You wouldn't know where to find them there. Oh, no. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, it's, it's fine. I'll get you to the library and I'll give you directions from there. They're actually very helpful there. But, uh, but uh, well, hold on one second. Um, so I was like, well, we, we got to get going. Um, but um, he kind of like leans in a little bit to uh, Katya. Is that her name? Kaja. Kaja, okay. Uh, he leans a little bit into Kaja and he said, Do you have a holy symbol? She uh, stops and says, uh, yeah, Yes, yes. Do you, do you need one? Yeah. All right, so she, uh, she reaches into her... Um, uh, she probably doesn't keep it in her bodice, actually. She reaches into a pocket that's kind of hidden in her dress... Uh, in the skirt mm-hmm. and and removes it and it's kind of concealed in her palm you can just see the edges of it and she reaches out and takes your hand in both of hers and she uh, looks at you in the eyes kind of gleaming through your black dragon scale mask and she says thank you for anything you can do for him we'll all appreciate it very much and as she's doing that she slips uh, a polished wooden disc into your hand yeah and then uh, in her hand uh, I slip a platinum piece Oh, and I was like, I think that's fair trade. Uh, and then uh, she uh, she kind of blinks in surprise and closes her fingers around it and um, smiles somewhat broadly. And then uh, he uh, takes a disc and uh, puts it in like one of his pouches uh, sure. under his cloak. Um, and he's like, "Well, let's get going." No problem. And- Rowan will just um, give her hand another squeeze and sort of nod. I swear on, on Walton's eye that we will try to find this fellow. And we will bring the Odin back from the brink if we can. She smiles again, uh, kind of squeezes your hand back and says, I will pray for your success. To any gods that would heal. <laughs> or to devils. The matters, to the one that matters most. Uh, when you say that, the, uh, the dwarf kind of shoots a look at you and his features kind of twist in disgust. It's a joke. Calm down. It's not a very good one. I'm not, I don't hit him out of the park every time. <laughs> so you can, uh, you can slip out and, uh, head wherever it is you guys want to go. Oh, one last question, Tasha. Does, uh, did Riordan often have Premonitions. Uh, I can't remember a single time that Riodin spoke of having a premonition. I do remember he he mentioned 
one of his companions who, who recently left after their last adventure, uh, she had dreams that, that seemed to portend the future. Interesting. He's never mentioned a squirrel in his dreams, has he? She kind of like chuckles in spite of herself. No, no, I don't. I don't think so. Okay. Thank you anyway. Of course. So uh, she looks a little bit broken out of her funk, um, and she goes back to talking with the dwarf. Uh. As we're leaving and like heading out the door, I was like, um, that literally that vision was like drug induced. It I'm I'm being serious. Like he he, he smoked I, a drug I'm, that's been known to be like put you in a waking oh. dream. Oh I know, but it's it being drug induced doesn't really have much bearing on what it was. I'm not saying Sometimes. it does or doesn't, but that's the only reason he would have had something like that. Kari was another cleric. She was the one that had dreams and stuff like that. And she was always like, I need to go on the hunt, and I need to hunt something, and blah, 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 and then get beat up by Cain. Um, so, uh, but she said she dreamt of, like, a giant monster in the weird shadow realm. I can't remember. It, like, I just, I tuned out a lot when she started talking. Font of information is cloak. Okay. <laughs> All right. Somewhere, somewhere, Kari's eyes fucking scowl for no scowl, reason. Scowl, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you guys slip out of the uh, out of the silk scabbard and uh, head wherever it is you wish to go. Are you heading to catch up with them at the library because that's what the the message that uh, Tilly passed into you? Yeah. Uh, I'm, uh, and Try to see about, about this Fowlin. Uh I, I was going to go check on that. I was going to get you guys to the library so you can help maybe research or figure out what, or help Glaz. But if you want to come, yeah, okay. I mean, that's fine, but... Well, if you need a bit of muscle, then uh, Tilly here is, uh, well... I don't know where muscle is going to go to the library, but I'll call. Do you often fight in the library? I don't know. Not at ours. More than Can you can <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind. I would love some food, though. If you want to go and reserve a room at whatever spot you guys were at. And then we can meet you at the library later. I mean, we rented a house. Um... Oh, I thought it was like an inn. No, it's like, okay, so there's like a, a, a small, quaint little home, and then there's like a, a you know, like, two-bedroom, like, little shack kind of thing that me and Glass stay at. We don't really have, we like, we rent that out into kind of our own little area. Um, there's not really anywhere in the Collegium District. There's um, uh, something we, hold on, let me look at my memory. Uh, that I have to <laughs> go through. Yeah, there's um, really not an in there. That's why we ended up at, uh, at Miss Kettle Whistles because the hedgehog is not an inn. Mm -hmm. It's just a tavern. No. Right. Um, 
I mean, there's the Seven Bells Tavern. I think that might be an inn. I'm not exactly sure. The Wheat Chief, but that's kind of shady, and I don't think you guys want to go there. Um, hmm. Looking. There's a few Dan, do the I remember? Yeah, it? the Docks District is the next one. What are you looking yeah. for specifically? Uh, I'm trying to see. The Black and Fish Tavern was an inn. Yeah, that's uh, what we ate earlier. The Dancing Bear is a is an inn. Oh, okay. Well, you guys might want to stay at the Dancing Bear. That's uh that's at, at the docks. I Oron, if you want to go with them to the library, I don't mind going to the Dancing Bear and setting us up at the room. It is getting dark. That would be fantastic if you could. I will help Mister Cloak here to uh, try and get a lead on our. On Leoden's friend. Okay. Sure. Which way is the dancing bear? Back by the dock, she said. Yeah, it's yep. uh. <laughs> Sixty-nine on the map. <laughs> um, yeah, it's. Hey. <laughs> hey. I can I kind of give directions the the best way I can uh, as we get to the Collegium District, because uh, we had to make our way over there. Um, and then kind of like point in a direction where it will be at and like what, what she would see, um, sure. to get there. Yep. No problem. Okay. So you guys will probably split up at about the, um, you'll head into the Collegium district and then Tilly, you'll split off and head up, uh, toward the West about the time they're heading to the arcane, uh, no, you guys, yeah, you guys are going to the Collegium to the library. About the time they're ready to turn off into that giant courtyard that makes up the arcane Collegium, you split off the other way and head up into the docks district, and you can find the the Dancing Bear Tavern without any trouble. All right, no problem. Head right in and gonna approach the in uh, the innkeeper yep. for the bar. You head straight in, and the very first thing that your eyes snap to is a stage in the middle of the common room, and laying on it and snoring loudly is a friggin' bear. Just big, shaggy, brownish grizzly bear, like laying with its paws flopped and splayed and giant bear nostrils, just... Are there going to be anybody else here, like behind? Oh the yeah, there's patrons. There's they're talking like like there's regular tavern common room happening. People are drinking, people are laughing, uh, people are having dinner. Uh, barmaids are running this way and that. You see people heading up to their to their rooms for the evening, um, and it looks like you see a bunch of kind of freshly cracked bones scattered around the uh, the stage where the bear is. And uh, you can kind of see that the fur around its mouth is kind of wet and matted. Would I notice that the bear is chained at all or anything, or is it free? So in this space? the bear does not appear to be chained, but there is almost like the barest suggestion of a muzzle in leather straps, kind of around its snout. You're not sure if it's actually a muzzle, though, because it looks like it was able to eat just fine. Like maybe more like a harness or some type. All right, skirting the outside wall of the tavern room, she's going to approach mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the bar and keep considering sure. potentially that she's had a couple of ales and doesn't really want to get herself in a situation with the bear. <laughs> Very well. Yeah, you can you can avoid the bear and uh, and a couple of patrons uh, kind of notice you doing that and just sort of chuckle and go back to whatever they're doing. 
Uh, yeah, you 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 head up to the bar, and I assume you want to order some food. Uh, yes, I believe I will order um one maybe like a bit of cooked meat and maybe a potato or two for me, but I want to be able to take some raw meat back to Rowan at the library whenever I head back out after reserving the room. Okay. Yep. No problem. You can take care of that easily. And book book a room for both her and I. Or, or, or whomever this is. Uh, yes. Yep, yes. very good. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, the uh, bartender is a him. Okay. I will uh, say. Can I also ask about the bartender? I've never seen anything like this. Anywhere. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Uh, what, Masha? Oh, she's a sweetheart, isn't she? You, you missed the show earlier. She's had her dinner now, and, uh, and, uh, <laughs> about an entire cask of mead, so she'll be sleeping it off a bit, but I'm sure there'll be another show tomorrow. So she's a drinking bear. Oh, drinking, dancing, eating, fighting. She's, um, she's, she's also our security. She's the bouncer. Things get too rowdy. Uh, she'll, she'll let you know about it, and, um... Well, it's probably a good idea to calm it down at that point. He just sort of waggles his bushy eyebrows at you. Intriguing. I didn't know the name for your tavern was quite as literal, but it's all right. Um, she'll throw in a little bit of an extra tip for some uh, meat and ale for the bear the next time it's awake in hopes of getting in good spirits. And okay. take her raw, take her raw meat and packaged meal back. Sure, no problem. So you arrange for the room, and uh, you get your information and your vittles, and you head back out. No problem. And so you're going to meet them at the library? Was that the plan? Yeah, since it's pretty much the same route there and back. Okay. So, uh, library cadre, you guys arrive, and uh, I'm gonna. we're just going to kind of gloss over that the fact that Glaz is boring the absolute shit out of Riodan with uh, a, a highly <laughs> technical uh, magical treatise on Vril technology from... Uh, <laughs> from some of his homeland I, i'm sure uh i'm sure Riodin is also uh, like embarrassing me and poking at me and telling me how nerdy my stuff is and how the book is wrong because he knows right. that gets under my skin <laughs> sure uh and then uh so uh cloak this is that's about the time that you uh you arrive uh, if you have anything specific you want to talk about you may uh quick question uh so looking at the brotherhood of alchemists would i have done uh any in these past two months any ob jobs where i would go out and collect a different assortment of plant material or materials um so since, I, since the, I did do work for the collegium uh uh Squall, yes, what? Remember, if he mentions the uh, the uh, the alchemist, he goes, "Oh, well, we could just talk to Model. He's an apprentice alchemist. Remember, our kobold friend. He smells a lot all the time. He's the one who sent us to the painting. Oh man. no, we never went to the library, so we're not we're not there oh, right now. Never mind. I thought we were there, but we. So, yeah. so, Loken, remember, we have, we have a little kobold friend named Model, who's an apprentice alchemist. Uh, I will point out oh, that yeah. the, uh, the Bonded Brotherhood of Alchemists is actually a separate organization oh, from the Collegium. But it's possible that Model does have some connections with them because he is an alchemist. Uh, 
So, sorry, what were you doing, Cloak? Uh, I was asking, uh, what would I have done any sort of odd oh, jobs? Uh, right, 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 right. Um, yeah, yeah, I'd say here or there, you might have, uh, you might have been uh, engaged to acquire a particular reagent for them a time or two. Because <laughs> you've been um, you've been doing odd jobs in the couple of months since the uh, the incident at Castle yeah. Shadow Crag. So sure. Um. So. Uh. Yeah. Uh. I would walk up, or while walking over there, I would look at Rowan and I was like, I kind of know these guys, but I'm not really, like, super tight with them. So don't, like, snip or your beak at them, uh, or uh, piss them off because they'll get upset and kick us out and not talk to us. Oh, okay. I can. I will temper myself. You get more flies with honey than vinegar. <laughs> Get more flies with raw meat, actually. Or corpses. Let's not murder anyone. Oh. Oh. I didn't realize realize you were being metaphorical. Yeah. (laughs) I see. Okay. Uh, So be be nice. I will... uh, I would say smile, but I don't think that's possible for you. She just sort of opens her beak slightly like... No, don't just no, don't do that. <laughs> Sorry, uh, one correction. It's the Chartered Brotherhood of Alchemists, not Bonded. My bad. Yeah, uh, right. I have so, them on uh, the Tilly, ma- I knew where they're at. Tilly, you uh, you arrive at the uh, at the um, library while uh, while <laughs> while all of this is happening. Riodan at this point is just like flopped back in a chair. With his uh, his his eyes just staring up at the vaulted ceiling of the library, just his head lolled back, and he's just like slowly swiveling his chair, kind of back and forth while Glass drones. <laughs> uh, she'll walk straight up to Rowan, pass her a little bit of the Rowan meat, continue to slug grease in her mouth from eating her quick sandwich. Oh no, I'm I'm with Cloak. We're not there. Oh, I thought you were in there with. Okay, sorry, I'm sorry. Um, right, so did, you, you can go to pass it to, made it, to but me, but then realize no, you can realize I'm not there. Uh, she'll ask Glaz, "Are you? Is he alive, or is he falling back?" Well, he says this is his thinking position. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Looks like my my five points in position. That's what that looks like right yeah. now. Have you have you figured out any more information though, and have and, uh, uh, no, I've not seen them yet. I was just trying to keep uh, real than distracted so he didn't chase your bird and uh, to maybe make him, uh, I don't know, not be uh, a drunk puddle back at the uh, silk scabbard. I am far worse now, I'm saving. We can go to the hedgehog. What are you teaching of course, I've still got another 226 pages that I can continue on on the streeties. Oh. Well, um... Yeah, Hedgehog sounds good, now you mention that. Let's go there instead. Or any tavern, really. Or, indeed, anywhere aside from here. Now I've kind of... feel like I've done it, you know? Got the whole feel you get of all the, the you scene. Get, you got your feel of, of nerd today? Oh. Far too much. Um, I mean, it was delightful. I had so much fun. 
your face looks like it's in a lot of pain. Alright, so as I mean, you guys are, are might, talking about that, that one of the uh, one of the wizard's apprentices uh, approaches and Glaz, it's the uh, the girl who passed you the note from model at the, the entrance of the library the last time you guys were here, and she says, Oh, if you're done with that, I'll uh, I'll take it for you if you don't mind. I have a few things I want to check before it gets put oh, away. Of course, here you are. Uh, do you uh, are you interested Thanks. in it? So she uh Oh, no, go Are ahead. you interested in virtual technology? I I, I uh, actually went on a uh, Uncle Shelley and uh, Dick site back when I was studying in Bimini. Have I told you that I am a uh, scholar from Bimini? Of course he has. <laughs> I knew you were from Bemia. I knew you were from Bemia, and uh, I had heard that you were on some dig sites. Maybe we could talk about it sometime. I'm very interested in in uh, Vril artifacts. That would be wonderful. Uh, perhaps. Uh, well, we are going to the Hedgehog. If uh, you want to come and join us there later, that would be great. Or I am often there or here. Sure. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll find you there maybe sometime. Uh, it sounds like you guys are busy. I'll, I'll leave you to it for now. And she kind of takes the book and clutches it and kind of hefts it a little since it's a gigantic yeah. tome. Uh, would you like to help you? Can I carry that for you? And he's now doing his worst job of flirting ever. <laughs> oh, good lord. <laughs> Alright, uh, Rio Dan. I was wondering where that was going. Rio Dan, you're, you are not sure that you would ever see something like this, but yeah, you're seeing it. <laughs> it's, it's playing out in front wow. of you. It's, it's, it's nerds <laughs> flirting. It's your dream. It's what all you could have possibly dreamed of. <laughs> this is the best. <laughs> 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 All right, so uh, I assume at some point you'll uh, you'll tear yourself away from the library yes, and, uh, and drag Ryodan off to the Hedgehog. Glass, or he'll drag you away. Yes, and Glass completely forgot to get her name. Like I'm playing that on purpose, so <laughs> he gets to stumble yeah, I around figured. that. <laughs> I figured. All right, uh, so I believe with our uh, cadre split, two of them headed to the Alchemists, and three headed to go and get drunk i suppose <laughs> that is where we will pick up next week amazing <laughs> that went that, uh, gonna get that got heavy for a while so <laughs> 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 that was disastrous on so many levels <laughs> oh. i love it <laughs> i was just like how how are we gonna convince rio that nothing is convincing him uh mind control and that's why club didn't try that's <laughs> the way we're gonna do it at least i didn't have I didn't have to get the raven titties out. So. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, not yet. Oh, no. oh boy. Well, not yet. Uh, <laughs> my friends, that there's always next time. Actually, yeah, that is uh, all your time for tonight. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed tonight's episode of Our Tree Burns. If you did, let us know in chat. If you haven't followed the show, hit the follow button and join us. And of course, definitely check out Cobalt Press's World of Midgard on coboldpress.com. It's uh, really awesome. And, uh, yeah, hopefully you guys have seen some of the, uh, uh, darkness that comes with the world of Midgard tonight. But let's go around the cast and the crew. Did we enjoy ourselves? Where can we find you guys online? Oh, and before I forget, loot guys in chat, uh, exclamation point loot in chat to win a set of tabletop loot dice. Uh, but Dan, Dylan, masterfully done as always, Dan. How was that tonight, my friend? Oh, thank you. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, so I wasn't sure how that was going to go down. Uh, <laughs> I knew that Rio Dan was in a dark, dark place, and uh, it, it got nasty there for a bit. So it's it's interesting that they managed to crack him out of his shell, and we'll see what happens when the spell wears off. 
So I had I had a lot of fun tonight seeing where this would go. Um, yeah, there's there's a, a number of different directions we could take off to. So uh, now that you guys are on a path, this will uh, this will get interesting fast. Definitely, definitely. Uh, where can we find you online, Dan? Oh, right, right, right. Uh, so I'm mostly on Twitter these days at Dan underscore Dylan underscore one. Um, always talking D and D. Occasionally throwing out little bits of monster and other design stuff that crops up into my head out there. Uh, give me a follow. Come talk D&D. Ask about Midgard. I'd love to answer any questions anybody has. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm also on Facebook. I'm a moderator on one of the most gigundous Facebook D&D fan groups. It's called Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition. The one with 130,000 people. Come, uh, come join us there. There's a lot of nerds talking a lot of nerdy stuff. Fantastic stuff. Awesome. Uh, great. Uh, Tool School, how was that tonight? Hey, you know, Glaz, uh, Glaz got to have fun, um, got to have a little serious, uh, time with Riodan, and then, uh, which, you know me, I mean, you know, I, I love that stuff. And then also I got to play up Glaz being a big old nerdy dorky dude. So, hey, it's like my two favorite things all in one. Uh, you can find me all over the internet uh, as Tall Squall. If you go to my Twitter page, at Tall Squall, you will find uh, my pinned tweet, which is finally updated with the links of all the fun stuff. And then I will be at Pax U in a couple weeks. So, hope to see folks there as well. True. I will also be at Pax Unplugged. So, if anybody's there, uh, track us down. We'll, we'll talk about stuff. I wish I was at PAX Unplugged. I was going to say, you went to PAX Oz. You were just at a PAX. Yeah. Yeah, but I wasn't at PAX Oz. I can't get enough PAX. (laughs) Right? Yeah. (laughs) If if someone can bring me on a little tablet and put a little bow tie or a party hat on it, then I'll be able to join (laughs) you. Via the magic of internet. Yes. Great stuff. Uh, Well, Scarlet Moth, great segue. Hello, uh, I am Scarlet Moth. You can find me at that Scarlet Moth on Twitter, where I'm I'm over there most of the time. Or you can find me at well, Scarlet Moth on most other social media. I am an artist, cosplayer, and D and D lover. Uh, I am on a game on Monday mornings American time. I think it's very early, but that's over on Almighty Tales uh, Twitch channel, uh, where a group of all female Australian. Uh, players and a dungeon master going through Lost Minds of Vandelva. And I'm not used to playing level one characters, so it's a bit of a throwback for me. Uh, also, I'm starting to think that I am really loving Rowan. <laughs> She's definitely not the kind of character I thought she'd be, but I'm very happy with it. I'm starting to think maybe I might have to make a cosplay of her. She's got a hard edge on her that uh, was a little bit unexpected, but makes a lot of sense, and I'm really digging it. I yeah. love I love both of our new characters quite a bit. I will protect Tilly with my life. She's good and precious. <laughs> awesome, good stuff. And I'm very, very, in, yeah, just interested to see where all this, all these character dynamics go. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, well, I had an instrument with uh, Cloak today, McCloak, and how was that? Oh yeah, that was uh, that was super fun. Uh, I I thought it was uh, really great today because um, uh, I I got to play Cloak how he was supposed to be played, uh, very much like everyone's like you know bleeding heart like let's do this and he just sat back and let people talk because uh, he knew it wasn't working and he knows uh, wow 
Uh, he knows Reardon. Mike of the worst possible time. <laughs> God damn it, Mike. Thank you. I know. God <laughs> fucking Mike. Mike fucking writing um, But I, I liked, I liked, uh, I love it when uh, it's role play heavy. I, I love the role play uh, and all that, and everyone's doing a fantastic job. Uh, I, so kudos to all of you guys. So round of applause just from me. Um, so, uh, but yeah, um, I'm McLoken. You might recognize me from such films as Devil in the Details and, uh, you know, Honey and, and Vinegar. <laughs> that was the two <laughs> things I could only think of. Uh, my brain is very tired right now. Um, but yeah, uh, I uh, do a show called uh, uh, Chosen. Uh, I run that on my show, Mixer.com slash StoryQuest. Um, currently we're not playing, uh, tomorrow because I have a work thing I had to be up early for, and I won't have the brain capacity to DM later that night, but, uh, I may be playing some Fallout 76 on stream. So, uh, if you guys want to come hang out and, uh, talk to me, I'll do that. I have a roleplay character for that, but with the hot mic, uh, we really haven't been doing that. So I'm very, uh, interested in to see, uh, how that goes, but it's a super fun game and I love it. Uh, and there might be Arc RP in the future uh, on channels. Uh, I don't know which ones yet. But um, yeah, that's me. And I love everyone. Fantastic stuff. And uh, last but not least, then, Simply Jackson. Mm. Hi, my name is Simply Jackson or Simply Jackson. You can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash simply underscore JXN or my Twitter just to spell below no underscore. Um, I play Tilly, the. Um, Headstrong, honor-driven, family-bound dwarf who uh, is, I don't know, I think she's a little heartbroken by um, some of the comments that Riordan made about her family, but a few pints of ale and maybe a few hours of ignoring him for a little while might cure it, I don't know. Um, but it's been really fun. I, um, I'm sorry for being a little bit fog brain tonight. I'm fighting a sinus infection and I'm on medication. So no I'm problem. a little like, hey, um, but always a load of fun. I'm enjoying the character development and I'm really enjoying the relationships that are building between each character awesome. um, for the show. And I'm excited to see where we go. So thank you. Definitely. Definitely. That's my part. It's really, it was really fun, um, and I want to thank everyone here in the cast to give uh, me the opportunity to play Red Anne as uh, something a little more than just like, uh, I mean, he's quite jokey, but he had that, you know, sort of dark edge side to him tonight, which I really enjoy playing. Um, and it is really tough when you're, uh, you know, consider myself a nice or polite person to try and purposely find things to say to hurt people using words um, in, in character. <laughs> yeah. It's difficult for me, but um, it was uh, a fun opportunity to uh, uh, to get that to, role play. You know, was amazing. Yeah, it was it was um, great. Yeah, it, so it you really you really well portrayed the fact that he was lashing out with his own pain. It was great. I liked it a lot. Awesome, glad to hear that. Yeah, uh, I had a lot of fun of it. I'm excited to see his journey. Uh, really interested in in Riordan and where he goes and uh, with his his friends and his. Uh, or people who just happen to be with him at the time. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm excited for the rest of the season. Um, his new drug dealers. Goodness, what? His yeah. new drug dealers. I'm looking forward to meeting those. His old drug dealers. Um, yeah. His underwear <laughs> dealers. His underwear he's got dealers. A lot of <laughs> he's got a lot of dealers. Conversations ahead of him. Um, which, uh, 
I'm, I'm less looking forward to having to play those scenes where he has to apologize for all the terrible things he's done. Uh, yeah, but yeah. thank you guys for uh, for that. Let's pick the winner. Deutsch, congratulations. You want to set the tables up. Look, Dice, I'll be in touch for that. Uh, congratulations. And Siphon, I'll back tomorrow at 1 o'clock Eastern for Call of Cthulhu, Masks of Nihil Fotep, then uh, Warhammer at 4, Star Trek at 7. It's all good shit. So I'll see you guys uh, tomorrow. But until next time, try not to roll too many now ones. We want to be there laughing when you do. Good night, everybody. Bye. Good night, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Do drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do drugs. <laughs>